The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. So, yesterday afternoon, right around the time the show ended, uh, there was yet another shooting. Uh, this time at YouTube headquarters in California. Initially, uh, the reports that I read initially were that she was there after her boyfriend. Yeah, they thought it was a domestic dispute gone bad at first, but... Apparently not. No. The initial report is always wrong. Mm -hmm. So It's unbelievable how wrong the initial reports are virtually always are but she opened fire at their headquarters in the the bay area she wounded at least three people before she shot herself uh and prompted panic as employees hid and tried to flee did any of them follow the guidelines of throwing stuff at her Uh, i wonder if they anybody threw anything because that's what you're supposed to do not don't arm anybody there. I mean, just throw something at them. If you have a pencil, throw that. You know, if you have a sandwich in your hand, throw the sandwich. Mm. So silly. Mm-hmm. So one of the people is in critical condition. I think one's in serious, one's stable. Yes. Pretty much the full spectrum here. Um, a lot of people were wondering, is this the first time a female has done this? And of course it's not. Uh the first the the one the first girl who did a mass shooting that i can think of uh was was the girl that inspired the boomtown rats i don't like mondays song this song tell me why i don't like mondays you know this song tell me why i don't no. like mondays really tell me why i don't like mondays i want to shoot Wow, because I know the Boomtown Rats, but I don't know that song. Really? Yeah. You don't that? It's like one of two number one songs <laughs> they had in the UK. Okay. There's only 73 here in America, so yeah, it was played mostly on album radio. <laughs> but a 16 year old girl opened fire on an elementary school across the street from her house wow. in 1979, and uh, when a reporter asked her why she did it. She said, I don't, I don't like Mondays. And this livened up the day. God, one of the most chilling, one of the most chilling statements ever by somebody. She also later said there was no reason for it. No reason. It, it was just a lot of fun. It's like shooting ducks in a pond. Uh, and it was really easy pickings. Anyway, in that shooting in 79 in San Diego, um, two adults were killed. This, the principal of the school was out trying to save kids. He was killed doing that. And then the school janitor was out trying to save the principal, and he got killed doing that. Ugh. Eight children were wounded, and none of them wound up dying, though. So that, that part, at least, was good. And where, um, where, where, where did this occur? San Diego. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, horrific. Yeah. She's still in prison today uh she's been up for parole four times it took 
a long time for her to show any remorse. And I think the only reason she shows remorse now is she's trying to get off on mm. parole. She's trying to be paroled now. And she comes up again next year in 2019. Uh, but that was a chilling, chilling event. Yeah, I'm looking this up, and uh, it looks like that's considered the first modern school shooter right there. Really? That one that you're referencing wow. in San Diego. And it's interesting because Bob Geldof was in America. He was at a radio station doing an interview with one of the DJs there. And they had, in those days, in 1979, there was telex machines that printed out news. He was sitting right next to it, and the telex machine printed out that this shooter, this shooting had just happened. And uh, he read that she responded, uh, why she did this, I don't like Mondays. And so on the way back to his hotel, the song kind of hit him, formulated in his head. And the first line of the song is, the silicon chip inside her head got switched to overload. He said he was inspired by that because Steve Jobs had just asked him to come perform at Apple. <laughs> wow. Isn't that interesting? Uh, it's a, a really chilling situation, though. I, uh, uh, after I was reminded of this in- incident, I, I looked it up again last night. It's just, I mean, it's haunting how awful this was. 16-year-old girl that had that kind of attitude. The YouTube... Uh, headquarters shooter was how old is she she's got to be in her she was um i believe just on the eve of uh, her 38th birthday 38 39 wow in there yeah and her issue is that her youtube videos weren't being played apparently filtered or filtered uh, or weeded out age restricted or, or something yeah and so she believed that that was costing her revenue yes she believed she was being discriminated against. She believed that women were being discriminated against. And uh, so she went in to kill people. Really horrific. Here again, the brother, her brother says, yeah, I warned police about her. <laughs> the problem is, unless though a person has done something wrong, you can't, you can't just go and arrest them. There's... There has to be some sort of intermediate step, I think, where you've got a place that you can take someone to be uh, analyzed, maybe, to be <clears throat> to talk to someone about their issues. But if they put up a front there, what are you going to do? Yeah, so in this case, she lives in San Diego, drove up. Um, she drove all the to way to, to, yeah, to the Bay Area. Right, and, and the brother did call uh, police to say, hey, I don't know, she might do something. Um, wow. And so uh, the police did track her down um, overnight, the night before. And she was asleep in her car. Right. Right? Um, and that goes right to what you said there. But what are you going to do to what, her? What do you do at that point? Um, did they talk to her at all? I, I don't I, even think they talked to yeah, her, Yeah, I, I don't know that, 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 they, um, that they did anything um, beyond just saying, okay, there she is. She's an adult. There's nothing we can do. Um, we just don't know all that the police did at this point, but um, perhaps they got in touch with YouTube, so they were on high alert. I, I don't know. Uh, that's what we're waiting to find out. The thing is, it's still America. So, yeah. I mean, sort of. In some ways, it's still America. So you can't just arrest people because you're afraid they might do something. That's the future crime thing for Minority Report. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything you can possibly do. If somebody hasn't actually committed a crime, you can follow up on these things. You can talk to people. 
But if they lie to you, you could even have them evaluated, I guess. You could have you could do forced evaluation. If somebody thinks you're completely nuts, maybe you go in for an evaluation. But what if you what if you fool the evaluator? Then what? I just I don't know how you stop this. That's why we got to get rid of the guns. Oh yeah, see that was why. Yeah. Cut, cut because right that there. will stop it. Mm. Because no bad person will ever seek out a gun uh, to have it illegally. That will never happen. So you know that'll take care of the whole situation. Why didn't we think of that sooner? Mm, we right? should have. Because should have thought of it a long time ago. I mean, are you honestly this? You might be the first person to think of that, Pat. Yeah, I know. Did you I write know. this down? I'm going to. I'll write it. Down. I haven't yet. You want me to? Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, we'll get it to it. We'll write, we'll right. write it down, and then we'll solve all the world's problems with that later. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, I mean, if it's against the law, yeah. why certainly they won't try to obtain a gun, mm-hmm. right? We're on to something here. And what if bomber jet planes just turn into butterflies above our nation? What if, what if that happened? What if? You know, what if we were stardust? We're golden. We're 10 billion year old carbon. And we've got to get ourselves back to the garden. And one of the ways in which we can do that is for bomber jet planes to turn into butterflies. Above our nation. And guns can turn into flowers. Ugh. Wouldn't that be pretty? You'd have a lot of flowers. You'd have 300 million new flowers. But they, then you got... Just in the United States. I think there's oh. allergies, though. They'd be set off. Well, they'd be pollen-free flowers. You sure? Yeah. Like plastic or just pollen-free? No, free? They're, they're real, but they're just pollen-free in my world, in my, my little head. Uh-huh, where in, in my progressive mind right mm-hmm. now, they're just pollen-free flowers. Just add beauty, but... But no discomfort. Huh. So. Kind of like that world. Yeah. What if we just safety wrap our entire society? Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be great? Yeah. Nothing could ever happen to anybody. So, mm. I don't know. Another another tragedy where where people were warned. Authorities were warned. Uh, and this is not quite like the last one. Because in the last one, the guy had done some things. The murderer did things that... Could have cost him his freedom before he murdered people. Mm-hmm. He did things where he certainly sh- shouldn't have been allowed to buy a gun. He did things where he certainly should have been evaluated. And then after that evaluation, he couldn't have had guns. So all of those laws existed. All of those laws, that whole thing was preventable. In this case, I don't know what you do. If you have a brother who just calls and said, hey, my sister is on her way to San Francisco and she's pissed and I I don't know what she might do. Well, until she actually does something illegal, what are you going to do to her? In China, they could take care of this. Probably in Russia, too. And I'm sure Cuba could could handle it. But, huh. uh, you know, that's not us. That's not what we do. We've got a constitution in in. Uh, I, I, I don't know what you do about a situation like this. 888-900-3393. We also have um, the Mexican ambassador seeking clarification on uh, President Trump's claim that we're going to send troops to the border. We'll talk about that. Um, the really interesting battle between Ben Shapiro and Kurt Eichenwald <laughs> really strange occurrence there. Uh, We'll get into that as well. Uh, And 
Steven Spielberg says it's time for a female Indiana Jones. So we'll discuss that coming up here. 888-900-3393. Also, spring is in the air. And you know what that means. Because we don't live in the, in the wonderful progressive world that's in so many progressives' minds. Flowers do carry pollen and, and they spew it out and it gets in the air and you breathe it. And then it aggravates your allergies. And then it gets into your home, and sometimes the pollution is 100 times worse inside your house than it is outside. So there's really no relief unless you go to FilterBuy.com. Replace your HVAC filter at FilterBuy.com. It's America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses, and they carry over 600 different filter sizes. And if you have something kind of unusual, they can even custom, custom make a filter size for you. Then they ship it free to your home within 24 hours. Everything's made right here in America. It's an awesome American company. They have a multitude of MERV options all the way up to hospital grade, so it's going to remove all the nonsense in your air that's causing you problems. And save 5% when you set up auto delivery, too. Save money, save time, and just breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. So the details on the uh, YouTube attempted murderer yesterday who uh, shot herself in the end. She had a 9mm handgun. Is that an assault handgun? Hmm. It assaulted people. You know, there's one purpose for a handgun, and that's to kill. She had just gone to the shooting range to practice. There was no connection to any of the victims, and um, and it was the policies of YouTube that she was upset about. Yeah, uh, that's pretty bad to be that upset about the policies at YouTube. I don't like some of their policies either. Like, you know, what really drives me nuts is are the commercials before every single every single stinking video that you try to watch. Yes, kids, there was a time when you didn't have to click. Skip ad. Remember that? <laughs> and then sometimes you can't skip it. You just have to sit there. Your video will begin after the ad. Yep. I'm never going to see this movie. Don't want to watch this trailer. But again, most of us can kind of process that and and not turn violent over it. So how do you, you know, this is, it's obviously about mental health. It's not about the gun. They're not even talking about taking handguns. They're not even talking about banning handguns. This woman used... A handgun. It's not about the gun. It's not about the weapon. It's about what's inside the people that makes them do this. I mean, the first shooting in modern history, at least according to the article that Keith just pulled up, was the 1979 I Don't Like Mondays shooting. So before that, did no Americans have guns? Of course they did. We had up. We had guns aplenty before that. It's just that people just didn't go in as a rule 
and start shooting up a place. So what's gone wrong in the meantime? Since 1978-79, what has happened to people that makes this happen all the time? Or seemingly all the time. It's actually on the decline. (laughs) If you look at the statistics, it actually isn't happening all the time. It just feels like it. But when they happen, they happen on a grander scale, I would say. And then they're, you know, talked about forever. Until the next one happens. And then that's talked about forever. And then, you know, so it's self-perpetuating now. But there's definitely a psychosis. There's definitely some sort of uh, mental illness that is infecting people. Not the guns. 888 Ian in New York, you're on the blaze. Hey, fellas, I'd Hi. just like to say, where were the armed security guards for YouTube? It ain't like this company's broke. Why didn't they have armed security at the door and then to enter the premises just to get in the parking lot should be gated off? Every company mm-hmm. that can afford to do this for their people should do it. And I don't know if it's because these liberals that maybe work a lot of them for YouTube in California to get this mindset that uh, having some guy with a gun at the door but again, here it comes that, that until the cops get there with guns, that might have been why the lady put one in herself, because mm-hmm. it takes a person with a gun to stop a bad person with evil intentions. And, you know, it's just a, when, are they, when are people going to pick up on this, that, you know, if you're YouTube and you can afford, like a lot of companies can't afford armed security, but go to a bank and you'll see an armed security guard there. And there's a reason mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. To stop people with guns coming in and robbing them. Now everybody knows we're in a day and age where people. I, 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 it's got to be like you know you don't you don't believe in eternal life and you don't but you have a lack of faith and and uh, trust in God that people can turn to doing something so evil to give up that eternal life by being you know so evil and doing it. Uh, you know, diabolical thing like this. And, you know, that that's the only thing I can equate it to. But YouTube, for, for goodness sake, I mean, they can easily have afforded. It must have cost a lot to put the grass on the roof. They should have got a 90-pound roof. <laughs> and then, you know, that's a tar roof or a hot tar roof. And then put the money into security and protect the people. Protect the people that work for you. Yeah. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Thanks, Ian. Absolutely, it's... Uh, uh, it's not about though the the wh- whether they could afford it or not. It's about the mentality at YouTube. Well, I, I'm looking at an article right now that says, um, "Well, Silicon Did they Valley, have? yeah, the companies like YouTube and Google have strong armed security at their headquarters. The open building structures of the companies make them somewhat easy to access." Someone has quoted this article as saying, "They feel like college campuses in a lot of ways. It's easy to come in and out of doors. Relatively easy to get access to these buildings." So I think it's just kind of spread out. And there's so many different buildings that you can access that I'm um, short of having an armed guard sitting at only one entrance. Yeah. It sounds like they're just kind of wide open and there's multiple buildings. Well, we have a lot of entrances to this building and it's pretty big. It's like 150,000 square feet and you can enter in one way. If you're the general public, you can come in one way. And there's a guard there. That's true. So why yeah. can't you do that if you're YouTube or Google or whatever? Yeah. doesn't make any sense. And I, I'm guessing it's because they don't want people to see people with guns on them. Yeah. That would just be too disturbing to all of our employees. I don't know. I don't know. 
888 Yesterday, the Mexican ambassador uh, demanded some clarification on what President Trump said about sending troops to the border. Whoa. Wait, hold How on. about this for clarification? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. We'll do whatever we need to do to protect our country. How about that? <laughs> We're not Here's your sending them into Mexico. Chill out, man. Jeez. Uh, until he's, he said yesterday, until we can have a wall and proper security, we're going to be guarding our border with the military. <laughs> so Mexican ambassador to the U.S., Geronimo Gutierrez, was befuddled by that and formally asked for clarification. Well... It's pretty clear, isn't it? We're going to have the military there until we build the wall. <laughs> right. Do you not well, speak English? What well, part of that do you not get? Maybe not. Well, we've got plenty of people who speak Spanish in this country. You could probably <laughs> interpret it, translate it into Spanish for you. <laughs> uh, Esther in California, you're on the blaze. Hi. Esther, you got to turn down your radio. Otherwise, it's going to be confusing with the delay. And uh, eventually that'll catch up to mm-hmm. Esther. Mm. Perhaps she'll turn down the radio and then we'll hear her speak. No, right. Or perhaps not. Uh, I don't know. Well, we're on such a long delay, <laughs> Esther. You actually have time um, to eat your lunch <laughs> and then get back to us. Um, if you're hearing this, but you're probably not. Stop it's on delay. and get some gas. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. have a cup of coffee there. Mm. Get yourself a croissant. Yeah, it's still morning in California where mm-hmm. Esther is. Get a mm-hmm. coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping president, cause, cause president Trump's usually pretty good about this kind of stuff. I'm hoping that he says something along the lines of, yeah, don't worry about it over there. Mm-hmm. We're go- Here's your clarification. We're sending troops to the border. Shut up. <laughs> I like it. I like that. What part of sending troops to the border don't you understand? Now, is is that a formal uh, declaration there by the president, or is that just a like? A... No, it's a formal declaration. Okay, that's yeah. not a side channel. No, good. I like Mm-mm. it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's direct to Geronimo Gutierrez, who sought the clarification in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but according to uh, Shepard Smith, it sounds like the Pentagon wants a clarification too, because the Pentagon is scrambling to respond. That is the problem with the president. He sometimes gets ahead of himself a little bit, and maybe he should have alerted the military that, hey, by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you guys to the border. Uh, <laughs> well, he did say I've been talking with General Mattis, right? Okay, so, did he, did yeah, he say that? Yeah. yeah, that was part of that. He said, yeah, I've been talking with General Mattis, and we're gonna blah blah blah, you know, send troops. So. So maybe Mattis uh, didn't speak to the Pentagon. Who knows? But uh, there should be some communication between the White House and our military. I think you're right. Uh, Speaking of the military, let me tell you about um, uh, our heroes. Some of our heroes who who come back broken from war. And and a lot of them, as you know, uh, wind up taking their own lives. 22 every day commit suicide. Now, whether they've committed suicide or not, there's no veterans organization that helps pay for their funeral costs. The VA sends them 300 bucks, says good luck. That's it. It's all they have. So we send them to make the ultimate sacrifice. They come back all screwed up. They can't get into uh, any sort of program to get help because there's a waiting list of 100,000 or 200,000 people. And then the pain just gets too much for them. 
It's such a heartbreaking situation. That's where Troy Walker stepped in. He was determined to help pay for a funeral for his friend who went through this. And he took some scrap lumber, turned it into beautiful American flags, started selling that. And all the proceeds went to pay for funerals for veterans. And he's been doing that ever since at dogtagfurniture.com. So many great things you can buy there. And all the sales benefit those who served. Help make a real difference today. Let's make up for what the VA and the VA organizations don't do. All 72,000 of them. None of them do this. We make up the difference. Dogtagfurniture.com. That's dogtagfurniture.com. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Thirty-three ninety-three. Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, is it Luis in Utah? You're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. How are you? Good. Hey, I just want to tell the ambassador in Spanish, so it's a clarification for him. Okay. What we're going to do with our brother. All right. Vamos a proteger nuestra frontera con nuestra militares. <laughs> So hopefully he got that. Yeah. I, I don't know what that was, but what was that? Just for clarification was, for us. We are going to protect our border with our military. Uh, that pretty well sums it up. And, I like that. And, Louis, um, can you add in one more phrase um, and say this in Spanish for me, please, if you could translate this. Um, uh, Mr. Ambassador, uh, put that in your pipe. And smoke Señor it. Embajador, ponga esto en su pipa y fúmelo. Thanks. Ah, yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> I like it. That should clear it up. Should clear it up. There's some clarification for you, uh, Geronimo. <laughs> um, skyrocketing crime. I think we talked about this a little bit yesterday. This is becoming a really big story, the Baltimore exodus. Hmm. They have a 100-year population low. As, uh, you know, the Democratic control there. For the last 68 years, well, 64 out of 68 years. Yeah, don't exaggerate, Pat. I there know, was four sorry. years a Republican was in charge. Sorry, <laughs> And he didn't fix it in those four years. Nope, he didn't. Uh, so they've got crime. They've got high taxes. They've got murder. And so there is a mass exit, exodus from Baltimore, Maryland, which after you get used to it is a pretty great city. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So once you get used to dodging the yeah, bullets, yeah, yeah. right? Like uh, Neo. Um, when we went there in the uh, late '80s, early '90s, um, you know, I was going from Salt Lake City to Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, it was a little bit of a culture shock, <laughs> believe it or not. What? And so the first six months were difficult, but after that, I really, I really started to like it. I, I really loved it. And we lived in the, we didn't live in the inner city. We lived out in the suburbs where. It, Seems sort of safe, but the schools did suck. <laughs> the murder rate was still pretty high, um, and people are just getting sick of it. They're tired of it. And there's just 614,000 residents 
left in Baltimore, Maryland, in the actual city itself. I don't know where it peaked, but I it seems to me it used to be over 700,000. I'm checking that right now, as a matter of fact. <clears throat> They've registered an unprecedented number of 343 murders last year. It's a nation high 56 homicides per 100,000. That is an astronomical number. 56 per 100,000. Hmm. Highest per capita homicide rate in the city's history. Now, it used to be the 80s and 90s were by far much more violent. The murder rate was much, much higher in most American cities. But they're breaking those records now. So what was the population at one point? Well, it peaked in 1950. Uh, 50? Yeah, 1950, it had 950,000. Okay, wow. It stayed kind of stable. A lot, though. Until the um, 80s came. And then? And then it fell into the 700s. Yeah. That's, and then sharply downward. That's where it was when I was there. Now we're down to its low point at 626. Yeah, this is 614 now. So it's so. lost. Okay, so oh, yeah. So, so it's uh, lost 300 and some of, thousand people. A third of its population. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While the nation's been growing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Baltimore's been doing the other. Where we've gone from in the 1950s, the population was probably of the United States, what, 150 million or something? Now it's 328 million. So they've got a little bit of a problem. Mm-hmm. Riddled with crime. Murder, high taxes, uh, and they keep electing Democrats. I just, I don't understand this. Is there a term you might use to say possibly describe the city of Baltimore and cities like it? Call it a Democratic hellhole. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a good one. Democrat leaders. um, This is a story from, (laughs) is this, uh, okay, it's onenewsnow.com. Isn't that the... Wasn't that the the uh, network that was, Tommy was on? I don't know. I think huh. so. Okay. I think one network, one news one? was was the same one okay. that she came from. Um, but they write, Democratic leaders' liberal decisions, such as the city using $200,000 in taxpayer funds to pay attorneys fighting to keep criminal illegal aliens from being deported, have earned Baltimore the title of being a, quote, Democratic hellhole, unquote, <laughs> a term coined. By the blazes, Pat Gray. <laughs> that is awesome. That, that is awesome. That is so cool to be quoted yeah. by a public, a national publication and then to use that quote. <laughs> awesome. You should be very proud of that, Pat. <laughs> I am proud of that. Yeah, I like that. Uh, the city's outrageous property tax of $2.248 per $100. Not 100000 per $100 of, of a property's assessed value is more than double its surrounding jurisdictions. Wow. Besides being taxed up to the roof at home, Baltimore residents are taxed up to the ceiling at work. City's high income tax is 3.2%. Keep in mind, this is just the city. Then you've got the state, and then you have federal taxes all on top of this. So they just crush you when you live there. It's it's almost as if they're trying mm-hmm. to drive people out of Baltimore. No kidding. And again, seriously, Baltimore could be an awesome place to live. It could be a great city. It's nestled right there, close enough to the coast where you've got access to the water. You know, it's on the Potomac. 
It's it's uh, seafood, seafood. The Chesapeake is what I meant. The Chesapeake Bay there. The seafood is great. History crab cakes are incredible. The history is awesome. Uh, and you're right there in that corridor too on the East Coast where everything's accessible. Mm-hmm. You know, from D.C., which is basically connected to Baltimore, to New York and Boston. I mean, it's all kind of Philadelphia is what, 45 minutes away, yeah. an hour or something like I-95 that. 95 corridor. Yeah. <clears throat> it could be just an awesome place to live. Um, but they're doing their darndest to drive people away. Plus, the city's public school system is a disaster. They still haven't fixed that. It was when we moved to Baltimore that we were like, okay, uh, we're going to homeschool now. <laughs> That's what did it? Yes, it was Baltimore did it. that did that? It was the final straw. Oh, yeah, wow. Baltimore was the final straw. How, how are homeschool laws up there at the time? Uh, Maryland made us uh, bring them, bring our work to school officials couple of times a year yeah i see the kind of middle of the road there yeah as far as regulations yeah but it seems to me now our kids were our oldest was really young then um so we couldn't take advantage of this but i think in maryland you could participate in the school's extracurricular activities which you know is the way it should be since i don't know you're paying all these property taxes um a couple of months ago a few city public schools had to temporarily close because of heating problems. If anyone thinks a family would move to the city or stay in the city because of its public school system, then they have another thing coming. The city's public school enrollment is on the decline. Families are moving to their surrounding counties so they can send their children to decent schools. It's really too bad. And, you know, if you keep doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result, what is that? It's insanity. And I'm so sick and tired of the mantra, and this is happening with Oklahoma teachers right now, more money, more money, more money. Yeah, that's not the answer. That's not the answer. Baltimore spends probably more per student than most states. And Washington, D.C. is among, it might even be the highest. It's either Connecticut, D.C., Sometimes Alaska spends the most per student, hmm. but they spend the most per student and they get the least results. It, it doesn't equate to a good education just because you're spending all that money. But they, they just keep electing Democrats and they just keep getting the same, in fact, a worse result out of it. I, I, I seriously don't understand it. Uh, Nick, in Illinois, you're on the blaze. Uh, hey, Pat, how are you today? Good. All right. Um, you and Glenn, for the past few weeks now, uh, have had a lot of trouble defining what an assault weapon is, and I'm here to answer your your question. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, you know what? I left my dictionary back in the 20th century, but I have some good uh, examples for you. Um, we have... Uh, Things that are similar to an assault weapon. Uh-huh. A cancer cigarette. Okay. Uh, a walking shoe. A driver car. Uh-huh. Cutting knives. <laughs> swimming fish. Happy cake. Uh-huh. And uh, fat jeffies. <laughs> All of those things do assault. Yeah. Don't they? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, thank you for the clarification, Nick. Appreciate the call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 
Anything can be an assault, anything. Yeah. Y- you know? Hold on, you see this right here? You could assault me with that with a nasty paper cut. Or no. you could throw it and hit me in the head. No, you know what? I'm going to assault the entire audience in one fell swoop. You watching right. your Blaze TV right now? Watch this. You yeah. Know, you just assaulted them with that. How'd that feel? That's called an assault paper As- ball. Assault paper ball. Wow. That was chilling. That was scary. I'll reload if you need me to. <laughs> I don't think you better to be arrested at any moment. Uh, speaking of the educational system in uh, in Baltimore... They had a very interesting um, meeting about bullying in Katy, Texas, the community in which I used to live for eight years. Uh, Katy, Texas resident Greg Barrett, was conf- he confronted the superintendent of Katy ISD over bullying issues. This is fascinating stuff. Uh, take a look at what happened when they got together to talk about bullying. My name is Greg Barrett. I graduated from KSD in 1983. I started in 1975 with Mr. Lance. Uh, My legal name is Greg Gay. I was bullied, unbelievably bullied. I started out and I had teachers that bullied me. I had kids that bullied me. Even the coaches, I had nobody to turn to. One day at lunch, I had my head shoved in the urinal Mm. where it busted my lip. I had laid on the ground in a fetal position as the kids kicked me. Mm. I got up. I rinsed my face off. I walked out of the lunchroom, walked straight to the principal's office, and he told me, these kids will grow up someday. They won't always be like this. But yet, here I am, covered in urine from laying on the ground underneath the urinal. Oh, jeez. My <sighs> lip was busted, and they sent me home. Well, I went home, and I got the forty-five out of my father's drawer and put it in my mouth. Because at this point, I had nobody, nobody in the school system to help me. Is, is, is that the way this is going to be? Lance, you were the one that shoved my head in the urinal. <laughs> oh, Lance is the superintendent. Yeah, and this at is KDISD. Yeah, this is an empty room. There's a couple wow. people in the audience at the school board meeting, and he is wow. They're having a discussion about bullying, and this guy steps up to the microphone, addresses the superintendent. Who then at the next meeting had a little something to say about that. So nothing happened at that meeting? Yeah, there was just a bunch of awkward silence. You hear some mumbling, and really nothing was, at least what I was able to find, addressed it. Pretty compelling story from a, a big guy. Yeah. Who could probably defend himself at this point, and you'd almost like him to, even though it's 35 years later. Yeah. So at the next meeting, KDISD Superintendent Lance Hint responds. And the room is full this time. Here's what he says. While I understand the perception, please know my reaction this past Monday night was one of shock. It wasn't one of disrespect or insensitivity. I was purely shocked. Uh, You mean you were shocked? You know, to the hometown that raised me and where I now proudly serve. I regret the negative attention that's 
been brought to this community mm. in the past week. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, ultimately, yeah, I'll be judged by one person. Yes. What is yes. that? And that yes. is yes. God, my Lord and Savior. Oh my gosh. What does that's that have to do with it? Will judge me. Uh, it's that's not the issue. The issue is not who's judging you. <laughs> mm. he, he didn't deny it, by the way. Mm -hmm. What do you mean you're shocked? Mm. You're shocked that you did that to him? You're shocked you didn't remember you did that to him? What shocks you about the story? What a weird explanation because he didn't explain anything. He didn't deny it. He didn't apologize for it. And that's kind of what we're looking for here, probably some closure for this poor guy, Greg Barrett, who was brutally bullied by him. Wow. Then that guy grows up to be the superintendent of KDISD, which I believe, is that the largest school district in Texas? If it's not, it's one of the largest. I mean, it's gigantic. Uh, Katie. Just Katie has eight high schools in it. Yeah, in the suburb of Houston, by the way. Uh, yeah, it's about 30 miles west of Houston. And um, really nice area. Uh, we loved it. But for the superintendent of the school system to be the one who bullied this resident? Wow. I love how people... Jump behind, yeah, only God can judge me. Well, yeah, we're not talking about that. I'm not talking about whether you're going to go to hell for this. Okay, that's not, that's not our deal. Are you going to allow this guy any closure? Are you going to apologize? Are you going to repent of what you did? Wow. Yeah, so um, the Re only apology that's making the rounds is this. Him apologizing to KDISD employees yeah, for, for, quote, for the negative attention, attention mm -hmm. they brought. <laughs> Well, so what? It brought negative attention to Katie. A lot of things bring negative negative attention to Katie. Look how many times they've gone to the residence of Katie for bond issues. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of millions of dollars over and over, like every other year. By the way, there's a circuit court judge in Alabama who also went to school with these two gentlemen who um, has backed up the claims of the guy who was bullied. So... That's amazing. Wow. That's that is a, that's pretty amazing. I mean, this guy didn't even offer a Wow. Didn't even say, "Hey, you know, if 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 we had some sort of disagreement that I just don't recall, I apologize for how I mm -hmm. made you feel." There was nothing nothing nope. of that, man. The only thing he does is pander to Christians. Yep. That's that, what he did. And I got him a standing ovation in that crowd right, room. Right. There you go. Which is pathetic. Play you the Jesus just card. gave a standing ovation. To a guy who uh, made another person's life a living hell. Nearly. When they were in school. Nearly pushed him to suicide. Yeah. Gun uh, was in his mouth. And you don't even And that's have... the guy you applaud. Yay! Way to go, Lance! That's <laughs> great! Ugh. I mean, I, there are so Genius strategy, many though. other ways this superintendent could have handled this. Like, if anything I did... <sighs> pushed you that close i am so sorry I'm so sorry i'm so right. grateful that you're here today right. and that you did not pull that trigger but whatever i did to you i was really immature at the time and i 
wholeheartedly from the bottom of my heart apologize. I've changed. I've turned my life around. Obviously, I'm superintendent of public schools now, making $280,000 a year. Really sorry I, I did that to you. And, and you could even mix in. I found Jesus since then. Yeah. And that's who I have to answer to. Uh-huh. Um, but congratulations, Katie, Texas. Wow. That guy is in charge of your kids' education. That's really something. Let me tell you about a new sponsor of the show. Uh, this is something we absolutely love. Uh, Balm Shot Lip Balm. Uh, Wayne, the founder, was just here the other day. Mm-hmm. And he developed lip cancer from constant sunburns. And it became so severe, he had to have his bottom lip removed and replaced. Fortunately, you can't even tell now. Yeah. Um, but he went through a lot. And so he was really frustrated with regular lip balm products. The tubes were cheap. The product was not good. And he was tired of finding a gooey mess in his pocket at the end of the day when he carried his lip balm around. And he needed to do it. Uh, so in 2010, he took matters into his own hands. He started Balm Shot, B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T, lip balm in Boise. Mm-hmm. It looks like this. Uh, really cool. Uh, shotgun shell. So cool. Lip balm. And this will drive your liberal friends out of their minds. <laughs> and some folks were asking me on Twitter if it, you know, if it's really wide like a shotgun shell. No, it's it's a good no. it's tube size. It's not yeah. ridiculous. So it fits in your po- pocket perfectly. I I sincerely tell you, I love this product. I love everything about it. Why don't you marry it? Maybe I will. And okay. which state do you think would allow that? <laughs> Probably not Texas. No. Um <laughs> So anyway, fast forward seven years now. It's it's in three thousand over three thousand stores nationwide, and it's a hundred percent made in America, right there in Boise, Idaho. Right now, they have a special offer for Blaze listeners only. All you have to do is go to bombshot.com and use the promo code Pat. You purchase their six pack of Bombshot, the lip balm, and you'll get one free. So you buy six, you get seven plus free shipping too. It's bombshot.com, promo code PAT, B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T.com. That's bombshot.com. Go there now. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888 Uh By the way, the uh, school bully yeah. superintendent, yeah. Uh, Lance Hint, I, I just kind of threw out the uh, the uh, salary that the superintendent at KDISD probably makes, 280000 No, it's I vastly underestimated. It's $375,000. Wow. So that's good. I should have gotten into education. Yeah. What a racket. <laughs> 300 that's just the annual base salary then there's of course bonuses and whatnot bonuses so, oh yeah. oh oh yeah i'm sure i mean once yeah. you're in public education sure bonuses probably just come naturally because they, they excel in every area well this guy obviously does i i just i really hate how this guy turned the issue to something that had nothing to do with anything now judgment was not the issue here God's or man's. Nobody's judgment was at, was at question. When you had the guy get up and accuse him of, of brutally bu- bullying him and brutalizing him when he was a young when he was a young kid in KDISD, 
what you would like to see there is for the guy to apologize, right? Is that what you would like to see? Or some kind of admission that, yeah, you know, that's what gives me real good expertise in this now. This is how I can help others avoid this kind of situation so that they didn't grow up really immature like like I was yeah, at the time. And if you're the vicious bully um, that you've been referred to as, um, you know, and maybe you did forget this because it just, maybe. you know, you did it so often. Maybe. At least make reference to the, what this guy is feeling who's expressing himself in front of you. Yeah, nothing. Just, no. just the negative attention that Katie's getting out of it. <sighs> Pathetic. I mean, that's, and then they, they give him a standing ovation. In the meeting. Uh, unbelievable. Just absolutely bizarre. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, welcome. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and a pat unleashed. Hashtag put that in your pipe. Mm. Toby McAvoy says, "You almost owed me a nude keyboard." Mm. Quoting, "Did anyone follow the protocol of throwing something at the shooter?" <laughs> Hashtag spit take. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you caught that, Toby. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, Arthur from Texas, Baltimore, Maryland. Come for the crushing poverty. Stay for the gangland executions. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh-huh. Curious too says that superintendent Katie shows all he cares about is himself. No one needs to punish me for what I did because God will. Okay, <laughs> so let me off the hook. <laughs> At least we should slap him in the face with a fish, yeah, something. I mean, maybe take away this big fat cushy job from him. Mm. You want a bully running the school system? Plus, he, nobody said he's. In fact, well. We won't go with rumors, but there might be question about whether he's even changed. Rain bomb, jackhole, flying river, (laughs) female Indiana Jones. I thought that was Tomb Raider. Really kind of is. But I think it might be time for a male Tomb Raider because Steven Spielberg thinks it might be time for a female Indiana Jones. Uh I mean, nobody's ever going to say, you know what? It might be time for a female to have the lead role in Tomb Raider. No. That's never going to happen. Well, but if that does happen, could we please put some clothes on the dude? I don't want them running around. And Not like that, no. And right. Whatnot. Yeah, I mean. Hopefully, yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 9393 Kurt in Utah. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey. Hey, uh, years ago, I was a police dispatcher, and many a time when we called uh, and had the officers go out on uh, what was called a welfare check, and it was up to the people to determine uh, when they made the call if if somebody was suicidal or if somebody was headed to a situation where a brother-in-law was headed to a sister's house to shoot his, his brother-in-law, um, we would send officers out on calls like that. And they they went all the time. So if this if mm. this brother who called on his sister, if he didn't make it clear, you know, I can see the officers maybe taking a step back. But as a caller, you need to make sure they understand how the situation could turn out. So, and so what can they? I don't know. What can they do about it? What like if you're you're an officer and somebody calls and and tells the department that you do you go to the home and wait for the person or how do you handle that? 
Yeah, for instance, uh, we had a call years ago where a gentleman was headed to a relative's house to possibly cause bodily harm. So we got a description of the car, description of the individual, gave that to the officers. He was actually picked up in another county, headed to that address. Uh, we had, you know, we've got, had calls where people were suicidal, where the officers went out and knocked on doors and, mm. and uh, you know, people, you know, and in effect saved lives that way. But as a caller, you need to make sure that you give them the information they need to make a determination if they're actually going to put a, put a bolo or something out to stop that individual. Right. Uh, it's It's interesting that things are done. I mean, why... Are we missing the boat so often now? Why, for instance, in this? I, I, I just think I, people don't care. I, I don't think I don't think people don't give enough information or make it make the officers aware of how um, how dire a situation it could be. Well, according and, to according uh, to the brother, he told him that she might do she she might do something violent. So is that not clear enough or no, that, that is clear enough. That's where it falls back on the officers. And, you know, are you going to sit at the side of the road and try to stop, you know, write somebody a ticket? Are you going to go out and try to make a difference somewhere? So that's on the officers. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Kurt. So apparently they do, do, they do, do. I I just said do, do. do, do. (laughs) Apparently they do take action in these cases then. If somebody calls you and says somebody might do bodily harm, mm-hmm. you can at least go there and maybe not arrest someone who hasn't done anything, but you could certainly talk to them about it. And would that be a deterrent? I think so. So while 2020 hindsight. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So while we got that rolling there and we're like, hey, why don't they do more? Um, there's there's a lot of different lines here. Number one, I mean, this is, like you said, <laughs> this is America. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't do anything, you can't, you can't restrain someone. No, but you can talk to somebody. You can talk to someone. However, I think, help me out here, we've created such a litigious society and the police are always, always put on the defensive on stuff like this that have we not set them up to fail as far as, you know, they, they would be held, there, there would be some sort of wrongful arrest or wrongful uh, uh, detain, detainment or what have you here if... If they did progress, right? I mean, yeah, I, it, it's just so I hard. I don't know. But if, if they found her sleeping, maybe they wake her up. Maybe they talk to her. Ask her some questions. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Your your brother accept, or somebody called us and expressed some concern that you might have uh, some ill intent here. Any chance of that? If you're that person, is that maybe a deterrent that you, you decide not to do it because they're on to you now? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Mm. Maybe. And do you compel the family to come and pick her up based on the information that they provided? Again, we don't yeah. know don't all know. of the details of the interaction and what was said uh, to her with the officer and, and how far up the chain it got. We just don't know yet. But if nothing else, hopefully word got to YouTube and the security people there so that they at least had some sort of idea that, hey, here's a picture of a woman that may be coming. There's another aspect of that. Did that happen? I I, know. Apparently not. We just... It doesn't seem like it. Is it possible? I guess. But wow, they did a terrible job if if the word got to YouTube. And, and again, back in the Parkland shooting, there was lots. Yeah. There were lots of points where you could get on the exit ramp here and get this guy help uh, arrest him. I mean, he put a gun to people's head. That's not legal. No. 
He put a gun to people's heads. You could charge him. He could have been in jail. Yeah. I'm sorry, Sheriff Israel. We can't talk your department out of that one. We're, we're you know, we're talking about the different angles of of um, the YouTube shooting, but Broward County, boy, that one is a completely yeah, one, different beast. Yeah, re- yeah, really hard to make that one okay. That was a law enforcement mess up from the FBI to the local uh, sheriff's yeah. department. Yeah. 888 Yeah, Now there's a story uh, of some claims that the Wizard of Oz munchkins molested Judy Garland. <laughs> so. Uh, you got that image in your mind now. Yeah, you're welcome. Exactly what just happened. And you're welcome. Why did you do that <laughs> to me? She was 16 when she starred in the movie in 1939. Uh, the claim she was molested by the actors who played the Munchkins <clears throat> comes from the actress's late husband, Sid Luft, in a newly released book, Judy and I, My Life with Judy Garland. He writes, they'd make Judy's life miserable on set by putting their hands under her dress. The oh. men were 40 or more years old. Oh. They thought they could get away with anything because they were so small. <laughs> 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 it's just a weird claim. Mm-hmm. I mean, does he know they thought that? I don't think so. Even the staunchest Me Too applauder would uh, surely agree that anyone accused of such an act deserves, at the very least, a right of reply. I don't know. Does anybody res- res- Does anybody deserve the right to reply to this? Because it seems like they don't. It seems like anybody accused just has to say, yep, sorry. I, I, I'm a bad person and I, yeah, I, I don't remember it that way, but it obviously happened because she said so. So, but it, this doesn't give any names, right? It just no. talks about the no midgets on set and everything. Can, uh, can you say that word? <laughs> Sorry. The little people. No. Yeah. The little people. Sorry. My to, bad. To either apologize and attempt to atone for their acts or refute their allegations, they should at least get the opportunity. Jerry Marin uh, is 98 years old. He's the last oh. remaining munchkin from The Wizard of Oz. Okay. We got so here we go. Yeah, so so we can go to him. We don't have to wait for the official right. response from the Lollipop Guild. We can get it straight from this guy. Right. Okay. What do he say? Nobody seems to have tried very hard. Journalists got distracted when the day after the revelation, Stephen, Stephen Hawking died. So this has been out there for a while. This is the first mm. I've seen of it. Yeah. Everybody looked the other way. This journalist says, not me. This is one of the most iconic films of all time with one of the most enduring icons as its star. It's widely been reported how terribly a 16-year-old Judy Garland was treated by Hollywood's studio system. If she, too, was a victim of male predators, no matter how cute they appeared, the public has a right to know the truth. I I would think it's politically incorrect to call 40-year-old men cute. Hmm. Doesn't it? That's I mean, good. that that's seems, yeah, that seems wrong to me. That's a deep take right yeah. there. Uh-huh. Thank uh-huh. you. Thank you. See that between the lines. There. But the public has a right to know if Marin wants to respond to these allegations, if he wants to refute them, he ought to be given that chance. Otherwise, when future generations Google them, this story will tarnish them. Hmm. Marin, one of the lollipop guild who handed a lollipop to Dorothy, is personally implicated. Oh, oh, oh here we go. Okay. So, I'm just hoping Marin uh, has been asked because I haven't gotten to the part where Marin responds. Uh, he wasn't one of the actors responsible for this. 
if he wasn't one of the actors responsible for this alleged behavior, his name is already sullied by this reporting. Uh, Garland herself previously claimed the munchkins were drunks who partied all night. The police rounded them up in butterfly nets, she claimed. Okay, now. (laughs) That can't be true. Come on. (laughs) One reportedly asked her on a date. Okay. Marin has previously responded to the drunken allegations, saying Toto was paid more than they were, and they couldn't get drunk on their meager salary of 50 bucks a week. Wow. So 200 bucks a month back then, 1939. Oh, you want me to do this? Well, not just, that had to be a fairly decent salary. <sighs> Mark Pavanelli, president of the Little People of America, said, I contacted a close friend, a friend close to Jerry Marin. Unfortunately, due to Jerry's health, he hasn't been in a condition to give an interview for a while now. Oh. Okay. So we're never going to find out the truth, apparently. Oh, man. He's our last hope. Yeah. Dang. Wait, what year was that? Uh, 1930? 1939. 1939. Sorry. Okay. So in today's money... How much is 200 bucks a month? Uh, oh, 200? Well, I did 50 a week. 50, yeah, well, it's the same thing. Yeah, I know. Okay, so uh, uh, $830. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, $880 a week would be today. 50 bucks is 880 a week now? That's it. Oh, okay. Well, that's almost 1000 a month. You're, you're making... I mean, that's not great money. So that's about that's not equal great about 50 grand a year, basically, is what we're at, I guess. Okay, in Hollywood, that's not a lot of money. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Grand Leashed coming up in a second. Let me tell you about this weight loss product that's taken this building by storm. Well, the people in it more than the building itself. Uh, we all know diet and exercise are the basic formula to losing weight, but there's something that can aid you in that effort. It's called Riduzone. It's a safe, natural. So not a bunch of chemicals in this thing. It's natural. It's FDA acknowledged. It's a dietary supplement that um, has been shown with the OEA in it. It's been shown to boost metabolism and reduce your appetite. Also helps you burn fat. So with your proper nutrition and exercise, Riduzone can really help you lose weight. And even tougher, help you keep it off. So if you'd like a little help in your uh, diet plan right now, learn more. Go visit riduzone.com enter the promo code pat you'll get 30 percent off a three-month supply it's r-i-d-u-z-o-n-e.com riduzone.com you are listening to pat gray on the blaze radio network Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Military on the border. How do you feel about that? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. And how to stop? How do we stop the mass shootings? This one doesn't qualify actually at YouTube. By definition, a mass shooting is uh, four people, not including the shooter, yeah, being killed or, or, shot. or shot. Yeah. So three people, and then. She shot herself. Um, As far as the military heading to the border, Mexican authorities responded um, 
to the president's threat to kill NAFTA by pledging to disband the caravan and allow some people traveling to apply for asylum in Mexico. However, the organizers of the caravan seem pretty hell-bent on making it to the United States and and uh, claiming asylum. Because if they get here, if they make it to our side of the border and they claim asylum, we're legally bound to just let them into the interior of the country. <laughs> legally bound. So you don't want them to make it here, right? I mean, unless, of course, they're definite political refugees. Um, later in the... Uh, in in the discussion, Trump also claimed yesterday that nobody has been tougher on Russia than he has. Uh, I don't know if that's... You believe that's true? Nobody's been tougher on Russia well, than Donald Trump. Let's see here. Mm. Uh, I think there was a guy oh, named Ronald Reagan. Well, that's Reagan. what I'm asking. How far back are we going? Are we talking about just today? No. No, I don't think so. You can't say nobody and just mean right that's true. now. That's true. So, okay, yes. <laughs> Reagan has him, just edges him out. Mr. Yep. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. At a time when we had missiles pointed at each other and they could have been launched at any time. That was pretty tough on Russia. Yeah, he called him the evil empire. Yeah, that was tough. That's pretty tough. 888 Joy in Pennsylvania. You're on the blaze. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call today, Pat. Sure. Uh, basically, uh, I have a little bit uh, with the uh, border. I believe it's a very good idea that the president uh, plans on putting troops on a, on on the border. I mean, Me we're too. protecting our. Uh, our, our way of life, our country, and especially with this group of people that are sponsored by a group here, uh, I mean, that's almost like an invasion. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I, 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 I just don't understand why they want to push the issue and feel that uh, we're just uh, supposed to have open borders and take everybody. And Mexico has very, very stringent uh, border uh, uh, security. Uh, how come those... Hondurans weren't stopped that from uh, on in Mexico already. That they're already in Mexico. How come they didn't round them up as they come in? I mean, there's a lot of questions with this. So why don't we also investigate the group here that sponsors them? Have ICE go there, and uh, you know, and, and, and just just stop this whole situation. I mean, yep. I, 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 you know, to I mean, I know the whole thing is like you mentioned a lot of times. You know, the wall, the big, beautiful wall and everything else. Like, I don't think we need a wall. We need a guard tower every thousand yards apart and let our military defend it. And if anybody's coming in illegally, they know how to take care of it. Yep. Uh, Thanks, Joe. Appreciate the call. You know, a lot of people think posse comitatus applies uh, to the border because posse comitatus uh, negates any, uh, any military action that could be done by civilian law enforcement. So that apparently applies to the border uh, agents, to the, to the border security. Uh, and initially, Posse Comitatus, when it was uh, enacted in 1878, it included only the U.S. Army. But then the Air Force included themselves, I think, in 1956. And uh, somehow... I think the Navy imposed a, some kind of restraint on themselves. And the, so the Marines also uh, would be in on this. Did you just infer that a government <laughs> arm 
restrained themselves at yeah. one point in time. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That is it's fascinating. Yeah. Huh. From a power position. Yeah, no kidding. So, yeah, it's it's a, it's amazing. The because because the Navy and the Marines were not included in the Posse Comitatus Act, uh, and then they decided, I think, that they were going to include themselves in it. So that's why when you go to the border, when when uh, Bush sent troops to the border for a short time mm-hmm. and they were unarmed, remember that whole thing in two thousand six, yeah, or whenever that was, oh uh, five, they they uh, they were National Guard troops. Um, because the president or, like, uh, Rick Perry, a governor, can order National Guard troops and to help out with law enforcement. He did, did he not? I, I think yeah. he did, yeah. Perry did it, too. Okay. Obama did it mm-hmm. in 2010. Yeah. I don't remember why, but he sent 1,200 to the border. He might have heard some conservative <laughs> voters were potentially marching northward, and he was like, whoa, time to protect <laughs> the border or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, that probably sounds about right. <laughs> Ed in California, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah, Pat, I can't believe you haven't heard of the problems that they had at the Culver Hotel during the filming. During what? During the filming of The Wizard of Oz, all of the problems that the Culver police had with the little people partying and orgies uh, going on. I don't think. Are you serious? At the Culver Hotel. Every night they were called. Dispatch, and eventually they just had had a policeman park there full time to take care of all of the problems. And then the studio would go every wow. morning and collect all of the little people that had been arrested. <laughs> so that is unbelievable. So wait a minute, wait a minute, Ed. So in the wow. movie, when they look stoned out of their minds, it's because they are, huh? They are, yeah. Every morning there was at least a dozen little people that were collected during the night, and they had to pick them up and get them out of jail. Uh, why were these guys such partiers anybody does anybody have any idea what i mean they were just drunks i mean they they, most of them weren't employed you know full time yeah so you know they were just having a good time the studio took care of the hotels and the the, uh their meals and everything and they were just partying it up during the night and ed i want to thank you for using the phrase the studio would show up and collect the little people almost like it's a mattel set that they're over there picking up i love it uh thanks ed oh boy i I actually didn't know about i didn't either this is all brand new to me i love this stuff that's awesome uh to here in texas welcome to the blaze hey pat hey Hey. keith hey hey um, so you're talking about uh, the troops on the border, and mm-hmm. I just don't think that it's going to make that much of a difference because we already have Border Patrol, and they already come up to the border, and they take one foot step over the border, and we have to accept them. What's going to stop them if it's a soldier instead of a Border Patrol officer? I think that if we are going to send troops, they should, be, uh, they should have police dogs with them because, you know, I watch... I watch live PD every weekend, and I see those police dogs. They don't mess around, and they won't let you cross a border, and they're going to be afraid to even try to step across if you've got a dog there barking, uh, threatening to bite them. So we should send German shepherds, in, German shepherds instead of military. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let's not, let's, because, <laughs> because what's going to stop them from stepping over? We can't shoot them. They know we're not going to shoot at them. Yeah, they do no, know that. They're going to walk. They walk right up they to the border patrol and practically hug them and say, "Hey, <laughs> we 
let us in. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, they, and we can't do anything about it. But a dog there, they're not going to walk past the dog. That's probably they're true. They're going to be afraid of it. That's probably true. And, and, yeah. and, and the places where there's not a wall, you don't have a, a barrier to stop them. So yeah. what, what, what else is left? Yeah. Um, appreciate the call. Thanks, dear. That's the problem. It's, we've allowed this to foment for so long that people feel entitled. They feel entitled. They know we're not going to do anything about it. They certainly know we're not going to shoot them. You can't even shoot when they're, uh, when they're armed and they're smuggling drugs across the border, as Ramos and Compion found out. I mean, one of them got shot in the butt. One of these drug dealers got shot in the butt by these two guys. And uh, that was a federal offense. That was a, a, a massive case. It cost them two years in jail. And they would have been there longer had people not yeah. petitioned and yelled and screamed and, and gone after George W. Bush for keeping these guys in prison. Let them go. And it took him until the very last minute of the very last day mm-hmm. of his administration before he finally commuted the sentence. So pathetic. It's amazing. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, and Jeffy. Oh, oh yeah. the fat coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here and so is jeffy with chewing the fat a couple things uh i want to just kind of add on to what you've uh, already been talking about uh, mm-hmm. one i cannot believe you didn't know about the wizard of oz story didn't no i i don't are think we the i've only ever heard two that i, that I think you stuff? are i mean they were partying wow. monsters and crazy crazy people apparently yeah, yeah. apparently Mm. I mean, they were out of control. Yeah, uh, that was big time stories for years and years from the from the shooting of that. But now it just got real all up in here. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> with the story that they were putting their hands up yeah. Judy Garland's dress and all that. I mean, Wait, so, they're not around to defend themselves anymore. So? Except for one guy one who's ninety eight, not yeah, doing just, well. Yeah, he's not well enough. Yeah, so I mean, that's we'll never know. Yeah, I mean, and, Judy's not around to accuse him or. <laughs> Well, you saw the kind of life she had, so you kind of got to believe it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) And plus, I just want to say that, uh, uh, like um, our boy from uh, Katy, Texas, uh, Greg Jarrett. Mm -hmm. uh, The guy who was bullied. Greg Barrett. Yeah, the the guy who was bullied from the Mm -hmm. superintendent. Uh, I, too, uh, am aware of of being bullied and what it, in what what way? it takes out of you. I've been uh, bullied. In what way have you been been bullied? I've been bullied bullied? throughout my entire life. When? Well, who are these uh, for people? Years, 
Is this wait <laughs> your entire life? Is this ongoing? Don't for years, yes. Don't as a matter of fact, it hasn't stopped. Try to say it hasn't stopped. Bullying. No. Don't you dare! Oh my God! You this attention building, hog! This you building. attention <laughs> hog! And you're gonna claim bullying? <laughs> I building. call BS on that. What you? Love it. I mean, the one you that co- the one that comes to mind is <laughs> when I was in, when I was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <clears throat> Coach Roger, oh, Roger Miller. Right. Um, what do you do? What do you do? Tell I was us. How one, did one of the, I was Jeffrey? one of the few people on the football team in eighth grade that had a brand new helmet, oh, and they made okay. a big deal about it. We, you know, we're getting new helmets for the school. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and at one point, I missed an extra point as one of, as a kicker. I was a lineman and a kicker. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I came off the field, and I threw the helmet on the ground, and Roger Little told me to put that helmet back on. It was worth more than I was. Oh, no. Oh, that had to hurt. That had to hurt. I'm still grinding it today. Wow. So here's my question. That was hundreds of years ago. So what you experienced today... Compared with Coach Roger, well, compared to the T Rexes that I mean, used to bug you when you were a kid, Roger was just laying the groundwork for what I okay. what I what happens to me in today's world. Mm-hmm. Oof, <laughs> ugly. Well, thanks, Coach Roger, for <laughs> helping us out. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's ugly. Uh huh. But did you mention? Did you also know that, uh, that there? I was really surprised that the Katie uh, superintendent didn't apologize. And I think that that's going to happen now. Right? He's got. We've already got another guy come out saying what a douche she was. Yeah, somebody in Alabama. Right, yeah, a judge. Yeah, mm-hmm. confirmed so, the story. I mean, they're going to start coming out of the woodwork <laughs> on this guy. And from now, we don't want to spread rumors. No, no, no. I, but no, from what we're well, hearing, we already see that we've got two out of that. What a bad guy he was. I don't know if the guy has changed. Now, if he's changed, okay. you would imagine he would absolutely fess up and apologize and all of that. But he didn't do Which that. He should have. He did not do. No, that. he threw it to the God. Yeah, as, that he's going to be judged by God right. and God alone. Right. Well, that's um, not the issue. No, nobody's well, saying that's not the case. You're, you're correct. God is going to judge you, but so is the school board. And, right. Uh, have a nice day. Right. Now, we can all forgive you for your past right. sins, but that doesn't mean you have to be superintendent of the no, school system making 375000 a year. Correct. Uh, when you've been a bully your whole life. How about uh, just, uh, I mean, he, the smartest move on his part would have, would have been to apologize to anyone. Anybody, anybody I've ever. Did. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I was super immature. I've, I regret all that. I've changed. But, and I'm sorry. But if that's not true. Right. Even more come out of the woodwork then, right? I mean, now yes. I mean now we've got a couple from the past talking about when he was a kid. Yeah. But if he's been um, other than a supportive superintendent or teacher throughout his life, mm-hmm. you really come out of the woodwork then. Definitely. If he say, if he says I've yeah. changed, employees come out of the woodwork. All, all kinds. If, of If stuff. he throws that I've changed out there, and have I mean, a nice. Day. We've seen that with the Me Too movement. Jamming I mean, a guy's guy head in the says, toilet is not cool, and then kicking him. Uh, right. Repeatedly, when he's uh, cu- and you saw how bad, you saw how bad he was suffering. Yeah, I mean he's yeah. still suffering today. You felt that pain. Yeah, you sure did, man. Mm-hmm. It was bad. It's really sad. The board really of trustees bad. has already really come sad. out and full support of him. By the way, full support of the mm. superintendent. Yes. Oh my good golly! Wow. So, well, that's all it takes. But my but, God will judge me. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I know, but, we'll see how that holds up if more who when if more come out of the woodwork. Yeah. There and and there's some things that we need to do in this life too. Okay. <laughs> Thank All you. Right. There's there's some righteous judgment that needs to be made here, like whether or not you should be superintendent of schools at the largest school system in Texas. Is it the largest? I think it is. Oh, it doesn't surprise me. I'm just asking. Yeah. 
It's, it's <clears> a big school it is. district. Man. It's huge. Yeah. And he makes a ton of money. Ton of money. And I mean, three seventy five is not bad. He's one. He's one of the highest paid state employees in Texas. <laughs> so that probably is the, at least the biggest. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. He's getting paid that. Yeah. So I mean, they can be behind him all they want, but if the if the walls start coming down, man. Yeah, they won't be able to no stay way. behind him. No way. If this crumbles. So I mean, I hope it doesn't. I hope this is just a couple of guys. He was a bad guy, and he's you know he's sorry, and he's forgiven himself, and he's and he's a nice guy now. You know, he's trying to do the right thing. Maybe. I don't know, man. I felt... I don't know either. That that Didn't guy like that it. was in front of him talking about getting kicked and, and, and peed on and That going, was a compelling story. It sure man. as heck was, man. Jeez. It sure as heck was. And he goes home and he's thinking about killing himself and then he goes, that was you, Lance. I mean... Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Nobody backs away from that, man. He should have been down on his knees asking for forgiveness. Uh-huh. Right then. Uh-huh. That would have done it, actually. Yeah. Plus, the guy's a pretty big guy now. And uh, yeah. could maybe take Lance behind the woodshed. I don't know. Lance pretty big guy. Uh, Lance seemed pretty big, too. Yeah. But it might be a good battle now. I, I don't think he roughs him up like he did no, when he was so a little. I don't think so either. Uh, <laughs> anyway. If he needs I mean, some help, though, you know, maybe we'd be there to there's help plenty, him out. There's plenty of people that will help mm-hmm. him out. You know that for sure, mm-hmm. man. No problem. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, there's... I mean, I, I understand. <laughs> no, you don't. No, man. No, you don't. Oh, Pat. No, you don't. What are you talking no, about? You don't. you don't. I'm talking about the, you. See, right there. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Wait, you're feeling <laughs> bullied right now? I mean, that's... Wow, you are sensitive. Wow, man. yeah. So it's a... Mm. Okay. Man, what a baby. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I love the uh, Joss Ernest uh, interview. Uh, that uh, talked about, uh, talking about Josh Ernest, you know, the former uh, press secretary for the White House and uh, President Obama. And uh, when he was being interviewed about, uh, oh, you know, former President uh, Obama is feeling relieved that he isn't saddled with the burden of being commander in chief anymore. We're relieved, too. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. And so are we. So are we, Josh. <laughs> yeah. And then it goes on to say how he's been uh, selective about what he's commented on since he's left office. And, uh, you know, they're talking about his tweets for the Parkland High School kids. And uh, this is an example of him wanting to use the influence and currency that he has to encourage the students in their efforts, but also to hold them up as good examples of what passionate citizens can accomplish in a democracy. Good golly. Okay. Is there a single person in this country... In any sort of power position no. that knows we're not a democracy. No, there is not. Is there one? No, nope. there is not. It drives me out in, of my mind. I mean, you've out of my you mind. have made it so I can't take it anymore with these yeah. people. It's crazy because you're the one that started it. You started it, Pat Gray, and now I can't get it out of my head. They all. And I'd love they to just all think, just throw it out there like that's the that's what it is. I know, and that's the what it is. Period. And I'd let it go, except for the fact that it really means something now because they've it used sure democracy as a code word for socialism. Yes. Yep. And so you can't let it go oh, anymore. It, it is. It's not nitpicking. It really is to me. It's it's a meaningful, important point. Because they, they're doing this on purpose. Mob rule. Yep. They're doing it on purpose. It just drives me crazy. And, and the reason that they're, this even became a thing is because that's how we've been educated through the public school system. You know, that yep. is you yep. know, headed up by people like Dr. Hint and Katie Texas. <laughs> Sorry. 
little bitter. Continue, Chevy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, so this you might actually agree with this, Pat. I don't know. Mm. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I might be speaking out of turn, but police and, and be feel sad for this mom because police arrested an Arizona mom mm-hmm. because uh, her kid wouldn't get up to go to church on Easter Sunday. And uh, she said, get up. It's Jesus Day. <laughs> and uh, the 40-year-old mother, the kids weren't putting Jesus first. Uh, they wanted to spend the day hanging out with their friends instead of going to church. Not on Easter, baby. Well, that's what not I'm saying. On Easter. That's what I'm saying. So she went and got her taser. <laughs> yeah, she tased him. And uh, she tased him. Well, she said she didn't tase him, but there were marks on his legs. And uh, the police came and they, they arrested her. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just read the story. You said she didn't tase she him. She said that she didn't tase but him. There but, but there were marks on his legs. marks on his legs. <laughs> there were tase marks on the legs. So. Wow. You know, and I don't know. Maybe he got tased the night before. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know, but you it's Jesus' day. Maybe there's a tase challenge going on among these children, well, that's and a, that's he old tased school. himself. That's old school. Mm. Is that possible? That's very I will say plausible. this. To tase your kid to get up for Sunday service on Easter, probably not the way Jesus would want it. Yeah, what but, do you mean? You know, I'm just I'm going out on a limb. Jesus will forgive her. Mm. Yeah, it's Jesus' day. It's his Fair. day. Your ass out of bed. It's his day to tase the kids. No, <laughs> no. no I don't think oh, so. Jesus doesn't need a taser. No, no, he doesn't. He's Jesus. Yeah, he just he would. Well, Mom, Arizona needed the. T- He'd love you out of bed. You know, it's Jesus' uh, day. <laughs> fantastic. Plus, isn't that kind of a paralyzing thing? You, yeah, it doesn't oh, yeah, make yeah. you jump out of bed. <laughs> right. Right? You can't she said her move. son was like, Mom, I'm calling the police. And I said, you can call UPS, DPS, whoever you want to call. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. I would like to meet so her, though. Good. That's funny. Oh, she's. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny that no, she takes the kid. But no, her attitude not. about it is funny. It's funny. <laughs> it is. Right? It is. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's probably terrible to say it's funny. Now, has she done maybe a better job prior to Jesus's day, I don't know. Maybe the kids would have gotten up with her. Right? Yeah, well, I don't right. know. Right? Maybe I, I don't, don't know. know. That's just you know, I'm just throwing it out there. It's possible. I will say, teenagers mis- mistakes made are difficult. Uh, yes, teenagers are difficult. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. y- despite your best efforts, sometimes right. they still don't. And you don't know, maybe like when 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 I was a teenager, you know, being bullied. You didn't want to leave. You didn't want to get out of your room. I mean, I understand. Well, you struggle. didn't want to go to the place where they were going to bully you. Right. Whether that was school or church, church. or wherever. The cave. Everywhere. The cave? Oh, no. Everywhere. Don't say that. Don't say that. What do you mean, though? It was everywhere. At church, too? People yes. bullied you at church? And some would say, well, then why don't you just, it's good that you you know, have a nice place to go to work. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've had this story in my stack for a week or so, and I just I, I want to talk about it because it just <laughs> oh, no. I'm really happy for her. I mean, uh, this girl, 18 year old, uh, goes out and buys uh, some uh, <clears throat> some champagne, some sparkling wine. She's turning 18. She's all happy. And you know what? Hey, I'm gonna get some sparkling wine. Why don't you throw me in a scratch off ticket too? It's my 18th birthday. What the heck? Uh-huh. Goes home, scratches it off. She's a thousand dollars a week for the rest of her life. Uh-huh. Uh, good for her. Uh-huh. I was just so darn. She was happy stupid though because she should have taken the lump well, sum. Well, she out. said, the, yep. but the lump sum was only like seven hundred eighty thousand. It doesn't matter. Who cares, man? That's going to be there. That. I mean, they so have is, to give well, it to you right now. The, uh, no the money she's counting on down the road may not be. There. I 10, agree. Fifteen, twenty years. From I now, agree. They can just and they'll, they can cut that off and say, "Oops, sorry, we don't have it anymore. We went can't bankrupt. pay. I wish we could. Went back. Sorry, I know. 
But that's and that's a big worry. It's going to happen. Actually, happening in some states where they're delaying payments, it's and this is Canada. But I mean, this is gonna happen. happening here in the United States already, yeah. where states are. We're going to pay you, but you're going to have to wait a little bit. Yeah. Um, mm, no. no. <laughs> that's why you take the lump sum. Yeah, that's. I was a little little confused with that too. They believed. I said in the story I talked about, she talked with uh, her attorney or her, you know financial advisor and they decided that it would be better to do the thousand a week because you end up getting more money but i am totally for i want the money yeah now Now, give it the money's not gonna be there no almost guarantee it absolutely i mean she could do so much more with seven hundred and fifty thousand. yeah than the thousand there's no tax off that so you take less as a lump sum but in canada she, she still gets three quarters of it and then there's no tax taken out of that, so right. she'd have the good. 750. Right, it's there. Wow, I know that's a good deal. It sure is. It didn't. It didn't make any sense. It didn't make None. any sense at all. Um, I can. I've been trying to uh, do this deer story. I want to. I know you. I think you talked about. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video from the Toronto restaurant uh, Antler that uh, they were complaining people, protesters, showed up in front of his store uh, complaining that he was, uh, you know, selling meat and they were all wound up. In fact, they, uh, the protesters are intended to challenge the concept of ethical meat eating, which they consider a myth. And they believe an independent business owner is more likely to listen uh, than, say, McDonald's. So uh, our main point is to rail against speciesism. The concept of valuing one species over another, and so they were out protesting in front of his uh, in front of his restaurant, and he decided, you know what, I'm gonna just put on a little show. And, so the uh, owner of this restaurant has gone out of his way to mock this legal peaceful protest. He just brought the deer at Antler up to Restaurant the by bringing the an- a leg of an animal. To this table where people are only supposed to be dining, where this is not supposed to happen, of course, and he's doing it deliberately. Mm -hmm. It's his restaurant. He can do whatever he wants. Right in front of us. Are you you triggered? This is what this restaurant is doing. (laughs) They're murdering animals. They're murdering animals. Animals are already dead. The people are just walking by. They're not even stopping. They're like, what are you people doing? I do think it's He thinks it's funny. He's doing it in front of us. Okay, you don't have to stand on the sidewalk. Yeah, right. So, well, and, and so what they, he's doing is legal as well. And the public health did show up. Someone complained that he was cutting his meat, you know, taking care of the stuff in, in the restaurant. Yeah. And uh, he said that, uh, look, it's they need to handle food properly and avoid preparing food outside the kitchen. But, you know, oh. they passed all the he passed all the health oh. tests and everything. This was just a, they didn't make him stop. They did not make him stop. <laughs> Good. No, he did it all. Good. And in fact, after he cut it up, he went back and cooked it and came up and ate it in the window as well. <laughs> so it was like, keep protesting. That's fantastic. That's great. That sure is. I love this guy. I yeah. know. Really good. That's awesome. And that was in really Canada? Good. That was, yeah. I could just tell by, he's out in front of yeah, Well, listen, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that uh, the people that care about speciesism are here in the U.S. as well. Oh. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Mm-hmm. So agonizing. I mean, deer, look, that's a deer leg, right? Deers are uh, dangerous animals. Yeah, they're rodents, right? <laughs> uh, they're dangerous animals. I mean, we just had a story. I don't think we have the video because I, I didn't use it the other day, but we had the story the other day where the school, and something has to be done about this. The school was uh, t- 
having a fire alarm test, a fire test, mm-hmm. and uh, the alarm was going off, and the kids were walking out of the school, and some girl was attacked by a rogue deer. Whoa! All really? upset about the fire alarm. Yeah, smashed her face all the hack, broke the deer's leg. Oh no! Really? And, yeah, she she's okay. She, I mean, she was injured. Obviously, she had cuts mm-hmm. and bruises and knocked right out. She doesn't remember. She remembers walking outside the door and then being run down by this deer. But uh, and there's video of the deer, you know, flopping around with his broken leg. I mean, she's lucky but to be alive. I know. Those things in total. Ca- I, I've known cars to be totaled. Oh yeah, by and, deer, and and deer freak out if they like during the winter time. A lot of times they'll smash through picture windows of houses and yeah. just mm-hmm. totally demolish the house because mm-hmm. they're all freaked out. So I say uh, the guy at Antler yeah. Restaurant. Good. Yeah. Should be good. Those animals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh let me tell you about something that will really help your kids uh not be indoctrinated. Uh not have to hear the progressive viewpoint on every topic. Uh in fact, Freedom Project Academy is a fully accredited Judeo Christian classical education and it's online for kids all the way from kindergarten through high school so that you can avoid all the indoctrination in the public school system now if you're tired of if you're fed up this might be exactly the answer you're looking for it's an incredibly interactive education students attend live classes every day teachers and classmates from across the country Freedom Project Academy doesn't accept a penny of government funding, so they're not beholden to the government nonsense. They don't, they're going to teach your kids to how to think, not what to think. Amen. And you can enroll your students full-time if you want, or start with a single class, whatever you want to do and whatever your budget uh, will allow you to do. Go to freedomforschool.com and ask them for the free information pa- packet from uh, Freedom Project Academy. The enrollment ends in July but these classes fill up really fast. So go to freedomforschool.com right now. Freedomforschool.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. 888 Jeb Moore, Jeffy? Well, I was just a little wound up about what's going on in Oklahoma, and that's going to happen uh, you know, around the country. The teachers are uh, all wound up in Oklahoma. They're striking and going crazy. We've had lawmakers posting uh, uh, videos on their Facebook page that, uh, and I don't, I don't think I got it to them in time to have the video of the lawmaker, but he was saying that he's not voting for another thing for these teachers if they come in here and act like this. And they want more money. They're crying for more money, more shirts. I'm not sure I, you know, they've, uh, they tried, they showed up at Oklahoma at the state house uh, yesterday. And after the vote, they were Oh, I tried. Almost got kicked out. They were getting ready to kick them all out. Uh, mm. It was fascinating that they showed uh, they showed the teachers getting all wound up at the Oklahoma State House. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, the house will come to order. Fund our schools. Fund our schools. Troopers will please clear the gallery. Yeah, they're going to kick them out. 
But then they decided, mm, probably should. Troopers, please clear the gallery. We probably shouldn't, so we go ahead. Go ahead and chant for a little while. We'll let you chant for a little bit. And that's a very red state. Well, I know. I like the headlines are, are I, I don't quite understand because the Oklahoma teacher's demands are like a teenager wanting a better car, says the governor. Mm-hmm. Uh, these crumbling textbooks show why Oklahoma teachers are walking. So they're talking about, uh, you know, they, they haven't been funded. Uh, Oklahoma teachers will fight until hell freezes over if needed. Um, the teachers are marching. What are they asking to for? The, they want uh, they want uh, funding for the schools, but they just got a raise according to the according to the right. state legislator that was on his Facebook post <laughs> exactly. was saying I'm not going to vote for anything else if you're going to act like this. That was last we just week. got you a raise last week. And wow. so I mean I'm, I, I I don't know I just don't think I'm it's sure never... they're going to say it's not about us it's about the kids right I mean, obviously they're showing pictures of the books right mm-hmm. the crumbling books and they're just saying mm-hmm. you know thanks for the raise but we need to. We need to fund our schools. We need to fund the education process. Of it's never enough. I was just going to say, it's never, never enough. enough. Uh, you know, we're talking about the KDISD. I, I can't tell you how many times in eight years. KDISD came back to us for another bond issue. I mean, one after another. We had to do, I'll bet we did five <laughs> while I was there in eight years. I'll bet we did five massive bond issues. Well, Pat. I mean, okay, we need, we need $665 million. Well, we just gave you... Three hundred and eighty-five million last year. Yeah, that wasn't enough. Yeah. Do you want your schools? Yeah. yeah. Do you want your kids to go to school in a temporary facility? <laughs> Crumbling. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Yeah, they'll. You know, maybe they can handle it too. Let's let them see if they it's can. It's not safe enough. I've no, never seen one of those bond issues defeated. No, not they, even they never close. Oh, people, people care about what, the kids. You don't for care about kids. your children. Yeah. It's for the children. It's for the children. Don't you let the chicken? Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, let's see. Concerning the superintendent bully, Bubba from ben- Bunyan Hill says, "God will judge me." Doesn't give you carte blanche to be a douche. <laughs> His fundamental understanding of being a Christian is flawed. <laughs> Have to agree with that. Andy says the superintendent's apology was shocking in that it seemed like he was so broken up by being confronted by his past, yet took a hard left turn. Unfortunately, it only revealed he never grew out of his bullying behavior. Hmm. From James Stewart. Wait, Mary, don't, don't, don't you know me? Don't you know me, Mary? It's me. It's, it's, it's George. James. James Stewart. Where are you tweeting? Anyway, James Stewart says, <laughs> the midget party was well documented in the documentary Under the Rainbow. Oh. See, they don't like to be called midgets. It's, oh. it's well, the but, little people. But part. Jimmy Stewart's old school. Man. But, but, J- 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 Jimmy Stewart is, is old school. And apparently they have Wi-Fi. Yes. Wi-Fi in heaven, huh, Jimmy? Apparently. <laughs> Andy, GT1979. Jeffy got bullied along the way? Say it ain't so. <laughs> yeah, it ain't so. Come on now. No way. He was the bully. No way. You know it, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Uh, speaking of the bully superintendent at KDISD, I, somehow when I was saying it was the largest in the state, I had a little nagging thought in the back of my head, but I didn't let it come to the front. Uh-oh, what's that? That Houston ISD mm. is the largest in the state. That's actually larger, right? Yep. In fact, we looked it up. Mm-hmm. Katie's only eighth largest in yeah. the state, and he makes the most money. Well, oh, no, in the oh, no, 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 uh, of employees in that school district. We don't know the salaries of every single oh, school I thought, district. I, th- I, I misunderstood what you were asking. I'm no, sorry. I was looking for a school district. Yeah, my superintendents. Bad. Yeah, my bad. I'm a bad producer. <sighs> yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. worse than bad. Really? I mean, that's atrocious. Oh, keep going here. That's atrocious. Mr. Bully. That's egregious. Okay. Uh, all right. We should look up all I'm school gonna... superintendents and see who's the highest paid. Okay. Is it the eighth largest? Um, uh, and you saw you saw a figure where this guy mm-hmm. and Katie made uh, three seventy five. Yeah. Okay. Three seventy five a year plus you know whatever whatever benefits he has. Well, there's how whatever much Houston makes right there. So he's our 45, 345. So he oh, already Houston makes more Houston ISD than... superintendent is 345? Yeah, so he already makes more than More Houston. than that. What about Dallas? Dallas ISD. Uh, that would be... That's uh, the second largest. Three... I see anywhere from 306 to 330 either way. That okay. is higher. I bet, less. I'll bet he's the highest paid in the state. Uh, and what was the third one we said? It was Cypress... Uh... Cypress ISD, yeah. yeah. So I'll look all these up while okay. you uh, do the show, and I apologize for misunderstanding what you requested. <laughs> it's too late now. Oh, no. Too late now. You really me screwed okay. it up. <laughs> okay. I mean, there's no point even finishing the show now. At oh, this can, point, can I stop? So. Can I just stop looking this no, up? No, oh, you can't. Dang it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> more than more than Cypress Fairbanks, by the way. More than Cyfair. Wow. Mm. So, I mean, there's there's a couple of school districts that have so many high schools. Cyfair, Cy, Cypress School District is one of them. Uh, Katie is another. I think Klein has a million. I mean, some of these suburban school districts are just sprawling and gigantic. More than the uh, Northside uh, San Antonio guy. <clears throat> okay. So we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> I like your point, man. It's working out. <sighs> Maybe he has bullied the state into paying him three hundred and seventy-five grand when much larger school districts yep. can't even can't even pull down that kind of money. More than Fort Worth. Okay. And which was fifth or sixth, right? Mm-hmm. Somewhere in there. We're almost there. Uh more than Austin. <laughs> okay. I, I'm gonna say he's the highest paid in the state. I got one more to check here. Uh, uh, right. And more than Fort Bend. Okay. I knew it. Wow. Three, wow. Well, 375 is pretty good money. Yeah, it is. Uh, how many school administrators are going to get more than that? Whew. Not many. I mean, that's. And, and Pat, he's only been on the job for a couple of years here. So he's yeah, only there was a, that. Do you remember the big deal about the last superintendent there because he made like 400 grand yeah. in the last few months of his service or something mm-hmm. i don't remember all the details on that all the total compensation stuff i yeah. remember it being a big deal at the time because yeah they just he he left and they wrapped it up and here here's four hundred thousand dollars as you go out the door oh okay that's nice that's nice that's a nice little golden parachute for you mm. Mm. i mean it's not bill gates golden parachute but for school district um, I could land softly with that myself. Oh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> no problem. Wow. Uh, all right. So we have troops headed to the border. I don't know what they're going to do when they get there, frankly. Will they even be armed? Because when Bush sent 
uh, National Guard troops in 2005, they were unarmed. And that was a big deal at the time because it's like, well, what, what are they supposed to do then? Well, they're going to aid the border agents uh, by telling people where they are at their location and then they can come and get them. <laughs> so the National Guard was supposed to find the smugglers or the illegal aliens sneaking across and hold them until border agents came and then they would do something. Do you remember that? Mm. And it was like 6,000 of them. And then they didn't even, they weren't even patrolling the border really. They were kind of hanging out in in uh, guard facilities, I believe. Um, but maybe this will be a more substantive role for the military when they get there. I, You've just got to put a stop to this caravan. That's first. Okay, there's 1,500 to 2,000 people on the way to break into our country illegally and then just all claim asylum. Well, we don't know anything about it. Do we know anything about where they came from, who they are, why they're here? We don't know any of that. So if they get here, you have to give them asylum. You keep them from getting here. And that's kind of where Mexico comes in to to break up this party, but they won't. They haven't. Uh, Scott in Texas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat Keith. I love your show, of course. Um, Thank you. I was one of those national Texas Army National Guardsmen that was deployed. Oh, when Perry sent you down to the border? Yes. What year and, was that? You know, was, I, what year was that? It was, um, I was there in 2007 through 2011. Uh, okay. Two different missions. All right. And, and we did a lot of great things. I mean, you know, it's just more bodies. And, and they were armed. They had magazines. Okay. They weren't locked and loaded, per se. Okay, but they were they armed. They, yes, armed with pistols, armed with... So the, the you know, guys and, that Perry and, sent to the border actually could do something, and you guys, you did, right? Absolutely. We made, okay. a, we made a huge difference. Now, yes, sometimes they were sitting in a computer room watching security cameras, basically, and then they would see people coming across, and they would call the Border Patrol and say, hey, there's seven people in this sector. And they're moving in this direction, that kind of thing. Right. Sometimes they were in those like scissor lift observation posts that you see, um, like in parking lots. And oh stuff. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, doing the same things. Um, sometimes, of course, you know, the National Guard has assets that the Border Patrol doesn't have. Like we have a lot of helicopters, and helicopters are extremely useful in tracking down people running through the brush. Oh, I imagine. Yeah. Um, and were you? So, empl- I mean, it was- Were you employing the helicopters? Yes, absolutely. That was one of the biggest, most important parts. Another oh, wow. thing we did was on the um, stations where people would drive out, you know, from Mexico, and they would have places where they would stop and pull over and inspect uh, vehicles and stuff. Mm-hmm. They, we had National Guardsmen there. Um, and not only did we – and then we would actually assist and capture if the Border Patrol would call us. So say the Border Patrol had too many people, they could call us, and we would actually assist in the capture, too. Okay. So we did, we did a lot of great things. Uh, we even saved some lives. Most people don't know that most of the people who die crossing the border are not from dehydration out in the desert. It's drowning mm. in the Rio Grande River. Wow. And we had two National Guardsmen that got the highest peacetime award for valor because they jumped in the water and saved a, woman, a pregnant woman from drowning in, oh, wow. in the Rio Grande. Oh, that's great. So, so we do a lot of great things. And then we actually we interface with the uh, Coast Guard. We interface with ICE. We interface with Customs and Border Patrol and the Border Patrol, which are two different um, groups of people. And we would have, you know, 
intelligence meetings where we'd say, this is what you're doing, this is what we're doing, how can we help you, how can you help us? Did you and have so any idea, do you, do you have any sense of how many people crossed the border illegally, or did you just know about what was going on in your sector? No, well, I was a, I was in intelligence, the assistant S2 for a while, so, you know, we were, we did intelligence briefings literally every single day and i created a map that showed where they were coming and how many and what time they would come across and and i can't remember off the top of my head the numbers but they were huge and then of course there were there were potential terrorists i mean there were people coming over um from middle eastern countries these otms other than mexicans which is the biggest Um, deal because the the otms the other than mexicans also includes the middle east and Oftentimes, that number is over exactly. 200,000 a year, right? I mean, yeah. that's a staggering statistic. Now, not all of those are from the Middle East, but a good number of them are. Others yes, are Chinese. And Chinese, too. Chinese, yes, yep. Chinese, and they could be spies. You know, they're yep. people from all every Middle Eastern country where there is jihadism and terrorist attacks and, and strife going on, we would, we would get people coming across the border from every single one of those countries. It's so, inconceivable that you can't get people uh, interested in that. You can't get the American people to understand how bad that could be. Well, I it, think the American people realize that it's just the politicians don't want <clears throat> the American people to know or to care because yeah. the Republicans get big money from companies that employ illegal aliens. That's just the fact of the matter. And then the Democrats get potential voters it's out all, of it. So it's all about the almighty both, dollar and power, isn't it? Is power both, and money. Both parties are in collusion to keep our border as open and as porous as possible at the expense yep. of the American security. I mean, it's sickening, but it's true. There's just no way around it. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks, Scott. And thanks for your service. Um, that's a tough job on that border. Jeez. Especially in Texas where it's 195 degrees every day. Humid, nasty, dry, I mean, the conditions of the border are 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 not exactly pristine. <laughs> it's not. That ain't a fun job. So you said it's 195 degrees down yeah, there, plus humid. It's uh-huh. humid too. So the feels like temperature right. is about 485. <laughs> but I'm just wondering what the Celsius would be on that. Uh, there's no way to tell. You can, there's nobody. You can't knows. even just. Do there's the no math. way to tell. Okay. Nope. Uh, it could be 800 below, or it could be 6,000 degrees yeah, Fahrenheit. Just, there's, there's no, no way, way to tell. Way to know. There is a way to tell about uh, realtors, though. And that's if you get your realtor from Mercury Real Estate Services, realestateagentsitrust.com. We have gone to great lengths. Uh, Glenn's got a team that rigorously qualifies these agents, and they found about 1,200 all over the country that uh, have great experience. They have good marketing plans. Their, their character is upstanding, and they get results for their clients. So those are really important criteria. Plus... They're fans of the show. So they share things in common with you that otherwise you wouldn't have. And so you've got that immediate connection, and it just makes for a better experience. If you're trying to sell your house, of course you want to do it fast, and you want to get the most money out of it possible. And then maybe you're looking to buy as well. They can help you with that too. So go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. Let our agents earn your business. realestateagentsitrust.com. 
Joined now by Brad Staggs. I bet mm-hmm. you can guess what he's going to talk about. Well, I was just going to say, uh, you know, last time, uh, I think, was it yesterday, the day before, we talked about customer service being you know, dead and buried, except for at realestateagentsitrust.com. Right. And I did want to bring up the fact that the same holds true for the folks over at usewaxrx.com. Because, mm-hmm. uh, let me read this to you. This is from Keith. Wait, Not what? you. Okay. A, a different, different Keith. A different, there, there's more supposedly than one? a different what? Keith. I that don't know. The only one. <laughs> uh, Keith writes, the entire product line is well worth the price. I have been using the earwax removal system for several years. This is the uh, only the uh, second replacement kit I've had to purchase. The first one I ordered uh, was delivered mm-hmm. without the irrigation extension tubes. <gasps> what? <laughs> they <laughs> sent it to Keith without the... You know what? I mean, he was in a battle with them for years to get the... No, wait. He says, I contacted the vendor. They sent me an entire replacement kit at no cost to me, including shipping. That's really awesome. You know what? Customer service means so much. Yes. It really does. there is no company on earth that does everything perfect every time. Of course not. But what separates... Uh, the good from the bad is how do you respond to that? And that's right. awesome that they took care of it like that. Mm-hmm. Or the wheat from the chaff, if you will. That's beautiful. Thank you. I uh, you should I'm write cool. that down somewhere. How do you spell chaff? Uh, no idea. You uh, might have some wheat mm, in your ear if you don't I use could. wax RX. And by the way, I did want to bring up the fact that I did try to clean your wife's ears this morning on uh, television. She would not let me. So I don't know what that's all about, Keith. Is that a mutual is that even moment legal? I don't. There, look, I was uh, just trying to be a friend. Sure. That's all. Well, how many Seems times are you using it? I mean, how many times you use that line there? Uh, <laughs> just, try, <laughs> just try to be a friend. Uh, oh, oh, so, just wanted to touch. It. As you know, what they say, you can clean your ears and you can clean your friends, but you can't can't clean your friends. Just go to usewaxrx.com and use promo code radio if you want free standard shipping. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag Tell Pat. The Blaze Radio Network. See if this uh, military situation, and he hasn't even mentioned, I don't think, uh, what what branch of the military is going. I I, I assume National Guard, uh, because anytime presidents have done this in the past, it's been the National Guard. Although, pretty sure that when Eisenhower launched his operation, uh, it was the Marines, and I I think some issues arose from that. Um, but you're always going to get the people screaming posse comitatus. We don't want the military policing Americans. Uh, we don't want the military doing the job that local law enforcement does. Now, that's to keep the military out of, you know, civil matters. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want them investigating crimes. You don't want them arresting people. Y- you don't want a military state, obviously. So... uh that's why that exists. It doesn't exist to keep the keep the military from protecting our borders. I mean, that seems like a definite, legitimate purpose of the U.S. military is to keep our borders safe. One of the things that 
President Trump said all the time during the campaign that I absolutely wholeheartedly agreed with. If you don't have a border, you don't have a country. And it's just, it is, it is that simple to me. If you can't enforce your sovereignty and your borders, then you don't have a legitimate uh, country. As soon as you start allowing all of that to collapse and you just open it up and everybody can come in who wants to come in, what's going to happen? You're going to have absolute chaos. So it, it will be interesting to see how fast this happens, what form this takes, what branch of service it is, what they're actually going to do when they get there, if they're able to get there, or uh, is the other side of this equation going to have such a fit that it winds up not happening? Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Philip in Alabama, you're on the blaze. Uh, hi, how are you doing? Good. You were just just exactly about to steal some of my thunder. Uh-oh. Uh, since you're talking about that subject, the thought occurred to me, you know, the Coast Guard routinely boards ships in our territorial waters that they think might be possibly smuggling in drugs. Yep. Is that not, you know, like using a military branch as a police force? Yeah, posse comitatus uh, does not apply uh, to the Coast Guard. That is the one agency that uh, is exempt from that. True. So, yeah, they 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 do uh, take care of some of those law enforcement uh, type things because it's totally pro- appropriate for them to do that when you've got stuff coming in from Cuba or wherever. Well, you have stuff coming in through the border. Yes, <laughs> Right. You have film of people coming in in gangs across the border and basically smiling and flipping off the guy that's sitting up on the hill in the little yeah. SUV. Yeah, they don't care. They know they're gonna, not going to get shot because even if you not. shoot them in the butt, uh, our agents are going to pay the price. Not not the drug smugglers, not the terrorists. It's just it's well, gotten so out of whack. Plastic comitatus apply to our civilians. The what now? Does, does not that law apply to our civilians? Because otherwise, how do you explain the United States military that pursued, I believe it was, what, Pancho Villa uh-huh. into Mexico? Yeah. Yes. Who <laughs> was also a civilian criminal? Yes. Uh, so, but, uh, yeah, that was probably before the enactment, perhaps. I don't think they could do that today. What, when, when was the Pancho yeah, Villa no, situation? It, when did that happen? Was that after 1878? Yeah, late 1800s. All right. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks, Philip. Hmm. Um, not sure how that was allowed to happen, because that does seem like a law enforcement thing, but maybe because it involved another country. Yeah. Maybe that's how they got around that. Also, here's the thing. Our laws, in a lot of cases, don't matter. <laughs> Thank you. I think we just good night now. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's noticed that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's a lot of cases where our laws mm. just don't matter. Mm-mm. So, so there's that. There is that. In order to have law, okay, you also have to have something called enforcement. <laughs> That's what it is. A- and when you don't enforce the laws, why? There's no purpose for the law, as with the border. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Here's something we promised to talk to you about uh, to tell you about yesterday. Mm. The four things, <clears throat> and I, I there are only four. We've deeply researched this, <laughs> and there are no more than four things. Yeah. And here they are that you should never hand. never say in a job interview. Never say these at a job interview. Okay. Yeah. 
Number one. Anything else you can say, okay. whatever's not included wait, here, wait, feel free to say any whatever it is oh. if it's not on this list. Okay. Because there's only four. Okay. Very <laughs> defined. And subheaded, uh, why you should tell them you're looking elsewhere. Oh. That's kind of interesting. Hmm. Okay, so thing one, never list perfectionism as your biggest weakness. Huh. That's interesting because you're trying to look for something that doesn't make you look bad, but they've asked you what's your biggest weakness. Well, I don't have any. If there was one, it's that I'm just too perfect. (laughs) (laughs) That it doesn't. uh, Yeah, it's a cop out. Okay, and they know that. Your interview has probably heard that over and over and over again. So they say, don't use that. Okay, number two. Number two. And this is really important, and I've known this one for a long time. What's that? Even though I'm a terrible negotiator when it comes to jobs and whatever, mm. and salaries and negotiating all that stuff, don't badmouth your current employer. Mm. Yep. Uh, while it may be tempting, <clears throat> try not to complain about your former current workplace. Uh, he adds that if you do let the odd comment slip, try to balance it with some positive aspects. Mm-hmm as uh, not doing so could make you look like you have a bad attitude. Uh-huh. Number three, do tell them that you are looking elsewhere. One of the most surprising points in this is that uh, most people would think you shouldn't tell them that you're looking elsewhere. But he says, this particular expert says, they'll see you as either being lazy or a liar if you've chosen to exclude other companies. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And number four, and keep in mind you can say anything else because these are the only four you shouldn't say. <laughs> like anything. Avoid discussing holidays. While potential wage oh. is bound to come up during an interview, what you shouldn't be discussing is a potential holiday allowance. Uh, you're just about to start a new position. You don't want to seem like someone who can't wait to take time off again already. <laughs> Now, they do say, here's some other tips that you can do while you're looking for a job. Use social media. Uh, I think probably everybody knows that by now. Dress to impress. So never think, yeah, the casual look. I I don't want to look like I'm, you know, too excited about this. So I'm going to wear my cutoffs and a uh, tank top. That's like, probably not the way to go. Well, what kind of cutoffs? I mean, we're talking Daisy Duke cutoffs or just... Like, Any cutoffs right? whatsoever. Don't Just don't wear them. Huh. Uh, do a psychometric assessment. Hmm? Okay, that's a big oh, word. Like, I do that all the time. What I'm do you mean? doing a psychometric assessment right now. Whoa, I feel violated. Yeah. Uh, always give star answers. There's nothing worse than being stumped for an answer when you're put on the spot. A great solution is giving a star answer when your interviewee asks you about a particular time you did well at work, ensure your answer involves identifying the situation, task, action, and result. Star. Always make it personal. And when you're asked if you have any questions at the end of the interview, <laughs> uh, it's advisable to avoid, well, what's a salary? Oh, wait. <laughs> That's not where you just say whatever you want to, like no, you said earlier? No, not at that particular point. But oh. later on, you can. Okay. Yeah. Just a couple of safety tips there if you're looking for a gig. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Uh. Uh. Pat 
Gray returns. Triple eight. 900-3393. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. Really uh, amazing and, and kind of bizarre tweet exchange yesterday between Ben Shapiro, whom we love, and uh, Kurt Eichenwald, who supposedly worked for MSNBC and Vanity Fair, among others. Anyway, they, they were in this Twitter fight over gun control and the kids who are pushing both sides of this. Kyle Kashuv on the right of this and everybody else on the left that's out speaking. So eventually, <clears throat> because Eichenwald had insulted Kyle Kashuv, he said he's, this kid is trafficking in fantasies. What? Isn't that kind of an insult to this kid who's just been through a tragedy? Are you attacking a 17-year-old kid? So Shapiro, anyway, picked up on that. And he said, hey, uh, maybe, you know, using the logic of the left, maybe we should boycott MSNBC where you work. Because Eichenwald's uh, profile said he worked at MSNBC. Oh, yeah, well, I, <clears throat> I'm not even at MSNBC anymore. I just I forgot to take that down from my profile. You forgot? <laughs> it's been months. So they continue to go back and forth, insulting each other. And Eichenwald uh, then called Kashev a troubled kid who's advancing an agenda of helping Laura Ingram. And his evidence for Kashev's troubled mental state is some analysis, apparently, from some unnamed psychologist friend who's never met Kyle Kashev. So Shapiro tweeted out the exchange. And uh, he writes, I just received this from Kurt Eichenwald. There's no words for how wild this email is. Vanity Fair is apparently an odd place to work. Here's what Eichenwald tweeted to him. This is really, really weird. You doxed me and your fans are attacking. Now, doxed is to, I guess it's revealing. Are you familiar with the term? It's revealing things about the person that are... You know, how do you spell that? Sort of, sort of private. D o x x e d. Docs. Not in the least. When you dock someone, I guess it's like you've exposed their documents or whatever. Okay. They're private. But, but I'm sheltered, so don't judge on me whether or not this is commonly known. So Eichenwald writes, "You, f- you followers are now sending me. S- your followers are now sending me strobe gifs, gifs, to try to trigger an epileptic seizure." What? Because they know someone else successfully did that. Whoa. That guy has been indicted and faces 10 years in prison. Okay. Wait. So the people who follow Ben Shapiro on Twitter somehow know that Kurt Eichenwald has epilepsy and also believe that a gif can trigger an epileptic seizure for him? Huh. What? Getting educated here. So he said to Ben, delete the tweet, Ben. I am still more than a year after the first attack by one of Tucker Carlson's fans trying to recover from the physical and neurological consequences of a gif. If someone successfully harms me through this tactic of yours, you will be responsible. 
Wow, is that, is that out in left field weirdness? A, I, I don't know, maybe it is possible. My wife uh, had seizures at some points in her life because she banged her head on a diving board once. And they're not fun. But is it possible for somebody to be set off by a GIF online? I don't know. Don't look at it. <laughs> don't go to Twitter. So Shapiro paid special attention in using Eichenwald's supposed connection to Vanity Fair to attack the magazine. Well, then, and this is a really complicated story. (laughs) Then a reporter, a media reporter from the Daily Beast contacted Vanity Fair and found out Eichenwald doesn't work there either. So he lists MSNBC, he doesn't work there. He lists Vanity Fair, he doesn't work there. In fact, his last byline for Vanity Fair was in 2014, four years ago. So a statement from Vanity's, Vanity Fair spokesman was, Kurt Eichenwald is not a contributing editor at Vanity Fair. So as this escalated, somehow CNN's Brian Stelter gets into it. And he contacted Eichenwald to see if he still thinks he works for the magazine. Mm. Eichenwald said, I'm a contributing editor. Uh, well, no, you're not. And Vanity Fair confirmed that. Oh, boy. So then Eichenwald writes, that's a hell of a way to find out. I've been a contributing editor, contracted contact, yeah, contracted freelancer with Vanity Fair for six years. I live in Dallas, hmm. and I have not been con- in contact with the new editor in charge. He didn't even know they let him go. He found out on this Twitter war. So, Mr. Eichenwald, <laughs> uh, later on today, what? you might want to head over to the... Um, you can get it anywhere. You can go to SoundCloud for the Pat Gray uh, Unleashed uh, Extravaganza. You could go mm-hmm. to uh, Apple iTunes there. You could go pretty much any format. Stitcher's got it. Um, but last segment, we did this little story called The Four Things You Should Never Say in a Job Interview. So, um, right, that'd be really helpful right, for this helpful. guy. I'm just trying to help him out, is all. Yeah. You know, because it sounds like uh, he was uh, shocked but, to find out he's unemployed. Shocked to find out he doesn't work at MSNBC. Right. Shocked to find out he doesn't work at Vanity Fair. Is his name even Kurt Eichenwald? Yeah, got, I don't know. Got some tips here for you. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> fascinating <laughs> stuff. And I also learned the term docs. Yeah, me too. At the same time. Apparently, it means you've given their location. So it's. Private information that could lead to something, you know, dangerous. Yeah, and and for the record, ninety nine percent of the people that now know that he gets triggered uh, with epileptic epileptic seizure mm-hmm. from strobe had no idea until he made this a thing and and yes. basically spilled the beans. Right? Yeah. <laughs> God. I'd like to hear from. Some, can you really be triggered by a GIF? Is that maybe that's possible? Uh, I know flashing lights can do that. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm strange. I know that uh, on my Twitter account at the Blaze Keith, I am triggered by gifts that include um, really bad plays by the Atlanta Falcons, and there's a wealth of them. uh, You're triggered by a lot of things, Mm -hmm. but none of it has anything to do with epilepsy. Mm -hmm. So, oh, oh, has to be. I got you now. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, specific to that. (laughs) But in addition to all the weird Eichenwald nonsense. With Ben Shapiro. Uh, there's the attacks on Kyle Kashev, which nobody's talking about. They don't care. Why? Because that kid isn't yelling for gun control. He's against it. He's for the Second Amendment. So it's okay to say he's trafficking in fantasies. It's okay to label mm. to label a 16 or 17-year-old kid that you've never met 
troubled. Isn't troubled worse than saying somebody is whining? Uh, yeah, you've called his mental state into question here. Wow. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's fine, man. Because it doesn't involve somebody on the right. Mm. The, the double standard hypocrisy. Is there no, there, there is no end to it. I don't even need to <laughs> nope. ask the question. I already know the answer. <laughs> there is no end to it. <sighs> uh, by the way, yeah. it all may be a moot point anyway, because the Yellowstone mean? volcano, uh, the super volcano they talk about all the time. Oh, no. What? The life or death preparation for that super volcanic emergency is underway now. So they're preparing for it. Okay. So they're preparing it, right? They're okay. saying that Yellowstone National Park Public Affairs confirmed that there could be a super volcano eruption imminently. Uh, okay. That's, um, that's a new spin. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to like destroy the park. It's going to like make it all different then, you know? Yellowstone? Yeah, the park would be like yeah. a different event. It's going to like make the United States of America different. <laughs> that would that would like uh, burn up the entire uh American yeah. continent practically. If you've ever seen have you ever seen the destruction map on this thing? Uh not in a while. Oof. Not in a while. In fact, the, I was in the wow. park when they first started talking about this, I think a year or so ago. And uh and, and we were literally leaving the next day. So I thought, okay, we're good. So I want to see the map here. Uh, yeah, got, it extends all the way to Texas. It extends what? all through the Midwest, close to the East Coast. It takes no, out the whole Western I America. I have not seen that. That's yeah, bad. Ooh. I mean, there's there's the lava, then there's yeah. the ash, and there's the cloud. There's the... There's the... I mean... Quite a bit of destruction going on there. Is this... Oh, so fires. So that's one. I've seen one. Fires from fires. Oregon to Nebraska... That's a good swath of Oof. country. Um, anyway, they simulated a oh. bus crash for the first time in several years in order to steal emergency workers for a crisis. The exercise took place on a discreet road behind employee housing at Yellowstone in order to minimize the local disturbance and not cause panic, I assume. The Yellowstone spokesperson also discussed the challenges the team will face if there's a super volcanic eruption at Yellowstone. You're going to face a lot of challenges because you won't be alive to do anything about it. Apparently, instantaneously, 87,000 people will die. Yeah, and then, but it's going to take a lot more lives than that eventually. I guess see, that's a little smaller than the radius I've seen before, yeah, but that's interesting. But it does the, get into some of don't, Texas. Don't, don't look too this is hysterical. I did not Google the word Nebraska whatsoever. This map is 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 an overlay of the of the kill zone and the ash zone and the secondary ash zone, which you're right, stretches down to North Texas. But then the other circle you're seeing there is where Nebraska gets most of its recruits. So <laughs> yeah. they're saying that yeah. most of our recruits will survive. They they won't be there. No. Uh, during the simulation, family members of park employees. Zantera employees and residents of Gardner gave up some of their time to play roles. When the test run began, responders from eight different agencies inside and outside the park dealt with the situation. Man. Uh, so, I mean, they're really, they're serious about, I think the last time it erupted was something like 640,000 years ago. I don't know how they know that because I don't think a film crew was there at the time. So, So, I I know TV loves, loves when I do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Here it comes. Oh, don't do it. Found a good map here. Uh, you can't put a computer on camera. I'm, that sure, I'm not sure what the Braves game right now. Something happens that's this? catastrophic. See, you're, that's... you're about to cause catastrophic failure of the entire system. Wyoming is no more, okay? Mm-hmm. Utah probably doesn't fare well. Uh, Montana certainly Utah, doesn't fare well. Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, yeah. Yeah. And then secondary ash down in North Texas. Yeah, that's not good. Sorry, Canada. We're sending some secondary ash your way. Well, it's not a super vol- volcano, but when uh, Mount St. Helens erupted in yes. 1980, I-, I lived in Great Falls, Montana at the time. And that's, I think, a thousand or more miles from it. And we had about two inches of ash thick all over the streets, the cars. It just blanketed the whole city. So uh, volcanoes are serious. When they erupt like that, it, it can cause some damage. Wow. And that, like you just said, that wasn't a super volcano. That's not a super volcano. volcano. Yeah. Oh, boy. 888 uh, So a super volcano is difficult to uh, plan for. Uh, you can plan for other contingencies that can go wrong in your life, like maybe an intruder in your home. And what if I told you there's a new product that allows you to safely practice shooting your gun in the comfort and privacy and convenience of your own home? This saves you all kinds of money on ammo and range fees. And then the convenience factor where you just stay home and do this rather than go back and forth to the gun range. iTarget Pro allows you to just use your cell phone and their app. And there's a laser in place of the bullet that detects exactly where your shots are landing on the target. It's such a great system. You see it, you hear it, you're going to love this. Go to the letter I, then targetpro.com and watch the video. Right now, you'll also save 10% when you use the offer code PAT when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. Save money, save time, take your skill to the next level safely and effectively and really conveniently. It's the letter I, targetpro.com, offer code PAT, itargetpro.com. Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. will also be on the news and why it matters later on today 5 30 eastern 4 30 central uh we'll see you there also uh tweet us your questions any anything you want to ask of me or anybody else on the show using the hashtag the blaze why mm-hmm. that's the blaze w-h-y and this the show you're speaking of is on what platform the blaze tv the blaze tv okay yes good mm-hmm. exactly Exactly where you're watching this program, if Maybe. you're indeed watching it. They might be listening so. on the Blaze Radio. It is possible, yes. Okay. Yeah, or maybe you're hearing the podcast. Oh, yeah, in which case you have you to know. go back and watch the, right. the show, mm-hmm. the Blaze and Why it Ma- or the News and Why It Matters mm-hmm. later. Yeah. So, Hey, Mercury One has taken applications for the leadership training program. We did this last year. Oh, um, yes. It was a huge success. Yeah, great kids coming into that. So we're... Uh, last year was the inaugural. This year, um, it's going to be even bigger and better. La- about 70 students came through last year, had an incredible experience. They learned about American history from people like David Barton. 
And the founding principles that shaped our government, they honed their skills in thinking critically. So it's it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience for your 18 to 25-year-olds. Or maybe you, if you're 18 to 25. Mercury One is opening the library for a select few to research original historic documents from our incredible collection. Participants will learn about the forgotten stories of our past with a focus on the spiritual and godly founding of our nation. Cool stuff. Also, uh, participants will look at current events and evaluate how the founding principles can be applied in today's time. Got speakers. We got guest lecturers. It's about, it's, it costs you $375, and you provide your own transportation, lodging, and meals in the Dallas area. If you want to learn more about this or just sign up, mercuryone.org. Slash LTP. That stands for Learning Training Program. Leadership Training Program. All right, I was waiting for you to leadership training figure that program. one out on your own. Yeah, I did. I noodled that right out. There you go. Didn't take me all that long either. I'm no more than 5, 10, 15 minutes. You want like a that. star? A uh, sticker? I got a little star sticker down here for you. No, I think we're running short on those. Oh, okay. So, mercuryone.org slash LTP. Okay. Uh, the, if you're, if you think that the discussion we're having, the argument we're having, the big battle we're having right now over gun control is not going anywhere, it's not really going to hurt anybody, don't worry about it, they're just kids, nobody's taking it seriously. Well, in Deerfield, uh, they just banned assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. So if you live in the north suburb of Deerfield in Illinois, you have until June 13th, to remove your firearm for, from within the village limits or face daily fines, Whoa. this can't be constitutional. If I live there, I'm saying, nope, you're not doing this to me, and uh, I'm taking this to the Supreme Court if necessary. Mm-hmm. This can't be constitutional. Good, man. The, unani- the, the village board of trustees unanimously approved a ban on certain types of assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. The new ordinance prohibits the possession, sale, and manufacturing of assault weapons and large-capacity magazines within the village. You can't even possess them. That's gun confiscation. One change from the law, uh, as it was originally discussed, exempts retired police officers from the van. Oh, thank you. Okay, right, well, hire now, me for an hour, and then I'll retire. Now you fixed it. Yeah, that's that's fixed. Violations carry a fine between two fifty and a thousand dollars per day. Per day. I mean, I can't take it. <laughs> he said the fine is levied each day until you comply. Uh, no, I'm not giving you my money. I'm certainly not giving you my weapon. And if I mean somebody's got to challenge this. Don't you think there's uh, there's got to be a citizen in this Deerfield uh, village, as they call it, mm. that get- has the guts and the will to take this as far as it needs to go to show it's unconstitutional? I suspect the NRA is um, well Already, when they're not when they're not busy smearing the blood of dead children on their faces. They're probably trying to figure out if anybody uh, in Deerfield owns yeah these weapons, and they could try to make a test case out of this. Wow, I mean. Uh, Deerfield trustees did enact an ordinance defining, they did define assault weapons, 
Um, that measure was enacted during the permitted time frame several years ago. So, they, I mean, they just went a little bit further with the one they already had. This is not only held constitutional by the Seventh Circuit, but similar laws have been ruled constitutional in California, D.C., and Maryland, according to an attorney for, for the city. There, how is that even possible? I, I, I don't understand it. It can't be constitutional. It can't be. In the ordinance, the def- definition of an, of an assault weapon includes, among other things, semi-automatic rifles that have a fixed magazine with a capacity to accept more than 10 rounds of ammo, shotguns with a revolving cylinder, semi-automatic pistols and rifles that can accept large-capacity magazines, and possess one of a list of other features. Among the dozens of specific models cited are, of course, the dreaded, evil, murdering, genocidal AR-15 AK-47, and an Uzi. (laughs) Aren't Uzis already? Aren't they fully automatic? (laughs) Maybe they sell them in both uh, forms. I don't know. The rationale rationale mentions four recent shootings. The shootings are, um, you know, obviously the Parkland one that left 17 dead. The massacre at First Baptist Church. The Las Vegas shooting. And Pulse Nightclub. So they got them all hopped up on a motion. And then they voted. The trustees had virtually no debate on this. And 70 people attended the meeting. Of the 20 who spoke, 14, so only 20 spoke, 14 were opposed to the ordinance. Eight of the 14 who expressed opposition to the ban said they lived outside Deerfield. So they're ignoring the locals. Yeah. Huh? yeah. They don't okay. care. They're well, just that, doing that what sounds they like my do. town where, you know, 30 people... Stand up at a meeting. It's just a hypothetical. Mm-hmm. In my town, where 30 people, maybe 40, will all stand up and complain about something. And then there's one person that supports it, and it passes <laughs> because of that one person's lone voice. And then... Well, that's because we live in a mm-hmm. democracy, oh, Right, Keith. right. And then within, you know, what, a few months later, that said person, the only person to support what the city council wanted in this hypothetical town USA then becomes uh, appointed as the uh, city council member to fill in a, uh, an empty seat there. Mm-hmm. I'm not bitter. I'm just saying my town. No, I think you're pretty bitter, but you're right. I'm very bitter. Was that that transparent? That wasn't a hypothetical. You didn't, that didn't yeah. come across as just something no. I was just making up on the fly. No, surprisingly. Okay. So the, in other words, it doesn't exactly matter what, what level talking. of government, uh, nobody's listening. <clears throat> yeah. Well, this is this has got to be unconstitutional. Absolutely, somebody's this got, got to be challenged. Challenge this, please. It's just, I mean, they are setting fire <sighs> right now to the U.S. Constitution. All right, uh, don't forget the news and why it matters. Five thirty Eastern tonight. We'll see you tomorrow here on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.